Yeah, it felt yeah. like it felt like a midlife crisis kind of day today for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't feel like I was having a midlife crisis, but I felt like I was living yeah. a midlife crisis. Like this is what a midlife crisis would be if I were having one. Right. Mm-hmm. Am I having one? everybody and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book and animated series by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker and Ryan Otley. I am one of your hosts, Ryan, and joining me today is TJ. Oh, hello. It's TJ. And Bill. Hi, everyone. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm really excited to talk about this episode. I can't, I can't wait. I feel like it's set up just the end. I can't you know, like yes. Oh, fuck. I, it, this was one of those episodes where I'm like, fuck, I just can't believe we're getting this. I feel like we're getting like nearly a movie every single mm-hmm. week worth of stuff. Um, it's just so good. It's so good. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. We got a few news items, uh, a bunch of listener letters, and then we're going to get into our in-depth recap for episode six of Invincible. Um we can kick it off with some housekeeping. If you guys want to email us, be one of those uh, 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 that write in with your reactions to the latest episode, you can email us at theinvisiblepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, all that. Uh, you can find the website, theinvinciblepodcast.com. There are our episode lists there, uh, reading order if you're getting into the series and want to find out what else there is, um, as well as a way to contact us and everything. Uh, we are and also- if you are getting into the series, mm-hmm. this is like a spoiler cast, if you will. For the most mm-hmm. part, we uh, we do want everybody to know that we, for the most part, we, I mean, we're, this is episode 98, 98. So we've, uh, we've done some things. This podcast has always been about the comic book. So a uh, majority of our listeners are listeners are readers of the comic. And uh, we want to be a show where we can react to the show, uh, the animated series, as readers of the comic and talk about how it relates to the comic. Uh, that being said, we know there are a lot of people jumping onto Invincible and haven't gotten a chance to read all 144 issues yet. Um, so we're not going to blatantly spoil things beyond issue 25-ish or so. We're still going to be, you know, really um, careful, you know, for the most part. That I mean, that being said, we could still spoil things that you don't know that could be happening at the end of the season. So just be aware of that. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, go check it out. Go read the, go read the comic though. <clears throat> uh, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. That we are the, uh, oblivion song podcast as well. If you're looking for something else to read other than invincible, uh, check out oblivion song, uh, another comic book by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici and, uh, catch up on all the episodes of that show as well. That's a great sci-fi comic that is in the middle of a hiatus right now, but we'll be coming back for its final six issues. Very exciting. Soon. June. Yeah, soon. Very soon. Yep. Um, June soon. June soon. That's right. Uh, so, Invincible News. We've got the new poster. Every Friday, there's a new poster released. This one, uh, probably my favorite. I love the way all the characters are stacked in it with Battle Beast at the top. Uh, along with the new merch of the week, which this week was a Monster Girl trio of shirts. 
Very, oh, they're so awesome. I just I, I wish there was a color other than white because I mm. cannot do white. Yeah. After one day of wearing it, it's fucked yeah. for, for me. I can't I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I get like uh, I'll just spill something man. on it. Like <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's fucking ruined. Koba jumps on me one time and now there's after, a blood yeah, on after it. After he goes outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at first, I thought they were glow in the dark the way they had that. The blue behind the blue. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go away, Oliver. Nobody um, likes you. Skybound uh, released uh, this. I can't say statement, but they announced Skybound X, which is a series coming up in what was it? July, TJ? Do you remember? Is it July? June or July, I believe. Well, okay. it's sometime this summer. Uh, Skybound is releasing new comic books weekly uh, as part of this Skybound X line, which is bringing back some uh, stories and characters from Skybound's past, present, and future. We've got uh, a new comic book coming from Robert Kirkman and um, Sounding Wolfman creators uh, Jason Howard, which is going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to that. We've got Ryan Otley returning for his take on the Walking Dead alternate universe kind of sci-fi alien thing that was going on, which really excited for that. There's the um, mini short in the back of Walking Dead 75. Okay, so it is based off of a short or something like that. Yeah, remember 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 the cover? The is that is that what it is? Where like the governor had like a a weird metallic arm or something like that, right? I want to say it was a cover to issue 50. And then they actually told the story in the back of 75. Um, One of you guys bought that for me. Who TJ? Did you get that for me or did both of you guys? It was I, th- I want to say we all pitched it. Or you, you, me, or it was it was, it was you a Christmas and Liz, present. I think. Yeah, you yeah. got to find that thing. That's that's. Oh, I got it. It's, that's yeah. worth a penny. Uh, it's packed away. Yeah, that one's nice. Um, so really looking forward to that. Looking forward. Oh, Science Dog with Corey Walker coming back, which is really mm-hmm. exciting considering how mm-hmm. the end of um or the backside of Oblivion Song Twenty Five had a new Science Dog story that ended on a cliffhanger, and it was really good. So really looking forward to that. Um, But that's this summer. Can't wait to see what else they've got. Um, There was also Uh, they also they also say in the like after it because it breaks down each issue. Yeah. And it says like all the artists that are going to be a part of it and everything. And then the last paragraph, it says uh, something completely new from Robert Kirkman and Jason Howard. And then it says secrets with an exclamation point. Mm -hmm. I did say that already, but that's oh, cool. I, <laughs> I know it's but okay. That's like, in my opinion, like that's fucking super exciting because I, I don't think that's it's going to be what a part I said. Of, I don't think that's going to be a part of Skybound X. Do you? Yeah, yeah. You they did show be? they did show the cover of of what that series is. Unless there's something more than that series as well, but I forgot the name of it. But it looks really cool. So yeah, um, there was also the New York Times article that came out, which was a nice read which was all about um, uh, it was an interview with Robert Kirkman and it was all about the influences on Invincible and the creation of Invincible. So Robert Kirkman would be like, I got these ideas from the Silver Age of DC Comics or there's some of this pulled from uh, Rob Liefeld's uh, run on comics or, you know, I got this from Evil Dead, you know, and, and all the different inspirations that that, you know, made up Invincible, which is pretty neat. So seeing Invincible in the New York Times again is always cool. Mm-hmm. There was also uh, finally a um, 
uh, an interview with uh, comicbook.com, uh, including um, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Shoot. Uh, a creator or no. Um, where Kirkman was doing the interview. Yes. No. Yeah. He was doing an interview with um, uh, fucking Frank Miller. Um, no, that's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of. And well, I Robert feel bad Kirkman did interview name. Frank Logan Miller. Moore. Damn it. We had him on the show. Logan Moore works for um, he's a he, he came on to the podcast to talk to us about Invincible in video games. And uh, he actually writes for comicbook.com now. And he was part of that. Wow, cool. Yeah, he was part of that interview with him. And uh, I listened in on that and it was really good. Uh, a couple interesting things they talked about. They, I'm not going to bring it up. Go listen to it. But they mentioned, they talked a little bit about Kahul, that mummy. Um, slight spoilery thing regarding that, but I'm not going to tell you. It's not a big deal, but we'll save it. And then the uh, uh, they brought up Invincible as a fighting game and talked a little bit more about that. So it was a good interview. Go check it out. I'm sure it's available somewhere over on comicbook.com, but shout out to Logan Moore for getting that interview and doing a great job. It was Collider that um, did, the Frank Miller. did the Frank Miller interview. I didn't get to listen to that yet, did you? Yeah, it was cool. Was it? That's neat. Yeah. Because so, you could tell that, like, Kirkman, it's like listening to us interview Kirkman, but Kirkman <laughs> is a fan of Frank Miller. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That's cool. Hmm. All right. So that does it for Invincible-related news. Uh, we're going to go over to our listener reaction section. We want to talk, uh, um, you know, talk about some listener letters that y'all sent in, uh, talk a little bit about what you thought of last episode before diving into our episode five recap. Uh, if that's the, six, the plan. Episode I'm six sorry, episode recap. six recap. Yeah. Can I bring something else up? Sure. That was, in my opinion, the coolest thing to happen since the animated series came out. What's that? Our good friend Wyatt Lane did a remix of Machine Head's voice and turned it into a song, and it was fucking. It was the coolest thing that that's happened since the animated series came it out. It is annoyingly catchy. Like it, it is, is. I get it. I so, get it stuck in my head. I know head where your family lives. Oh god! Like and he like slows it down. It slows it down, like so it matches the beat perfectly. Yeah. Like oh my gosh! Just go listen to it. It's, it's, so it's really it's, it's really cool. I um I messaged him on Twitter and I was like after Kirkman retweeted it and like did a quote tweet and I'm like are you freaking out right now he's like I'm like I'm like pacing around so much like it it was it was pretty Dude, cool it's got it, like a thousand likes and then it ended up in the uh, the Men's Health article about uh, Jeffrey Donovan and Machine Head voice and then it, it was in the bottom of that article too like what awesome. what is happening was it really like, yes wow I, I say that the outro music for this podcast should be that that one okay just on a, just on or, a I, or i could just play it play it right now while we're talking about it oh yeah that's amazing isotope let's go i know where your family lives and that means you work for me till I say you're fucking done. Impressive. Imported Italian meal. I've got money. I know where your family lives. And that means you work for me till I say you're fucking done. Impressive. Imported Italian meal. By the way, I've got money. That's nice. That's, that works nicely. 
I'm starting off with a listener letter here. This one comes from Doug. Doug says, hey, Invincipals. I've not emailed them before, although I've tweeted you guys a couple times. I've been listening since the beginning because I couldn't convince enough people to read the comic and needed to, to hear people nerd out with me over each minute de detail of Invincible. You guys have been amazing company over the years, and I regret not being more vocal part of your community previously. I'll try to rectify that. It's all good, man. Uh, I consider myself something of a super fan here in England. Oi! And as I've said, <laughs> and as I've said, I tried to convince everyone I know to read the comic during its run and recently tried to argue that they needed to read the comic before the animated series started. Most notably, my girlfriend, who has no interest in reading the comic at all, despite my pleas. So it was most satisfying when, after the first three episodes of the animated series, she begged me not to spoil the story for her as she didn't want to wait. I didn't, but now she's hooked. I have a small request uh, slash help uh, for your advice. Sorry. Uh, a few years ago, just as the comic run ended, I started an invincible half sleeve tattoo on my upper arm and have a little space left in the filling uh, background with space and stars, etc. Currently, I have, you know, I, I'm not going to spoil it, but he has some characters fighting and um, Alan on there as well. He's been torn between getting Omni-Man, um, the Immortal and uh, Robot. I'm not 100% sure if I could fit in another two, let alone three, so at least one has to go. Do you have a suggestion? Uh, I'll tweet some photos, and I sent them <coughs> along to you guys. Uh, keep up the amazing things you do. Love from a fellow KFBF, Doug. What, was the, uh, what were the options again? Uh, Omni-Man, Immortal, Robot. If you had to drop, think... if you had to drop one. So if I had so to drop I, one of them, yep. well, TJ, I'm going to, I was talking first, so I'm going to go ahead. No, if you, you weren't, drop, I was talking. I first. would say, Captain I would say, I would say robot in his, like, no spoilers, his last armor. Okay. That's what I would say, because it kind of fits the theme of what he currently has going on. You're saying that you would drop him? No, no, no. I would say that, it, that's priority. what it should be. Would, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then you would keep which other, which other one? You have to drop one. You can only keep two. What were the What were the three that he said? Robot, Omni Man, Omni Robot, Man? and Immortal. Oh, immortal. Drop Immortal. I think I would agree. Drop Immortal, just because the, yeah. just from the sheer uh, amount of character development you get with the other two characters, um, and I, I, he sa he says that you know Immortal's a kind of a fan favorite of his. Um, so but I think I'm I'm gonna play the advocate and say that the two characters that he has currently, mm -hmm. and we won't say who they are. Uh, well, I'll say this. One of them is Invincible, obviously. And then we won't say who the other one is. Um, then he's got Omni-Man and then Robot, I feel like would be kind of a like the <laughs> off one. But if he did like a Omni-Man with what he ends up doing to oh. Immortal mm -hmm. would be a fucking sick. And it would make sense, and I think it's cool, especially with the other tattoo that he's got. Yeah, just my, just it's, my it's a really opinions. It's a really sick tattoo. My favorite is. part is the Viltrum, the Viltrum Empire logo with yeah. the, with the sun. Yeah, that's I've, it's awesome. I've seen so that cool. tattoo before. I haven't seen the we've other seen tattoo. It. He's he's posted it online. We've we've seen it. Yeah, there yeah before. I've seen it on like an Invincible fans. It's, and, it's uh, very rad. I like it a lot. All right, who's next? Murder Oliver today. Uh, um, TJ, do you want to go? Next? I can go next. Friend, oh, 
Peyton writes in and says, hello to the crew of the Invincible podcast. I'm a fan of the show and I've been reading Invincible slowly for the past few years now. I'm not sure if you were asked this before, but how do you think Angstrom Levy will tie into the show as far as his first appearance and his overall involvement in the story? Also, do you think that Kirkman and the team who do you think that Kirkman and the team will get to play him? Obviously, whenever we do see him in the show, we're in for a treat. Thanks for your time and hope you're all doing well. Peyton. Mm-hmm. I think Angstrom Levy will. So skip ahead. Probably... There's time codes, but we're going to talk a little bit about the, the origin of how Angstrom Levy shows up in the comics, which is around, mm-hmm. you know, the first 20 issues or so. Uh, I think he's going to be a tease at the end of the season. I think he's going to be like an after credits of the last episode kind of thing. Yeah. Showing up similar in the comics in Mm -hmm. in the Mahler's cell. Like the Mahler's are in a a prison cell and a green glow kind of appears. We don't see him. We just see the the portal. I think that would fit really funny, too, with like the theme of the Mahler's getting like broken out constantly and and being used. used. I think (laughs) I think that would be really funny. Yeah. yeah. So who who was going to be the voice of him? Who I, would be a good I match? I thought about this because we have, have someone, someone cool. else that um, asked this question in a little bit. And one that I thought of, and I was thinking of someone who's done some voice work that I really like that has a lot of range. And I think I would go with uh, Sterling K. Brown. Mm-hmm. Who is Sterling K. Brown again? He is in This Is Us. He is in. Oh, okay, okay. He is the voice okay. of the general in Frozen 2. Um. He can definitely do sadness, anger, all of that kind of yeah. stuff. He's done voice work, and I think they're going to do the similar thing that they did with Titan and give Angstrom a lot more. Uh, oh, absolutely! Yeah. So they're going to make him. Yeah, so they're, they're going to make him. So I think very he tragic. would. I think he would knock it out of the park. I have a cool one that what I'm excited about. So I had a difficult time, like not going too old with angstrom like because you want to find like a grizzled old with who angstrom turns into right imagine this because think about who they got jk simmons i know like i know mark hamill i mean mark hamill does a lot of voice work but think about this and how awesome this would be ryan reynolds no cuba Gooding gooding jr no i don't why why i feel like he's always like kind of high like no not at all Oh my God! Watch Men of Honor, dude. Uh, Watch Men of Honor. I need to hear his voice. I haven't heard. I haven't heard Cuba Gooding Jr. in so long. That's and all I, I can think of is like Rat Race. <laughs> no. Yeah. As Rat good Rat as Rat it gets, he was in as good as it gets. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Was he in? Oh yeah, yeah, it was all right. one. All right. Yeah. What about you, TJ? You got one. I have, in my opinion, the fucking perfect one. But you guys are. I don't know if you guys are gonna know who he is. Um, Don Curry or DC Curry. That? He was in. It's literally the first thing that came to my mind, like I- instantly. Who is he? What did he do? TJ, I don't know why, but this is who know. I pictured. He did Spawn. He did Spawn, the animated series. I think we've talked. Plays, uh, I don't think he did Spawn. Did he? Yeah, he Spawn? did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he was the voice of the president in Rick and Morty. Okay, so he never did Spawn. Yes, he did. Never did Rick and Morty. What? So whoever you're thinking of, it's not him. This guy was in all of the Friday movies, like Next Friday, mm-hmm. Friday After Next. I think um, I think I thought about him because he came up when we were thinking of like live action casting or something. Really? 
I'm pretty I sure I would not. I and, would and, not and, and, for no, live action. I, I don't mean us. I mean, I feel like I've seen it in like fan castings before. Mm, Interesting. Okay. But he has a very like menacing. Oh, face. yeah. I was thinking I was thinking this guy, Keith David, who I think would be sick. Or maybe that's. Yeah, because I could see that, Keith, too. Maybe that's the one I've seen in fan casting. Yeah, yeah Keith David. I, I think he would make a re- I think he would make an awesome voice, too. Hmm. Yeah, he would I'm gonna, be. I'm he actually. To... But again, I feel like he's too old. Like, I feel like I feel like Angstrom isn't that old. You know, I feel voice like you acting, could... man, they, we can yeah. you never know. I got to listen to their voices later. I'm going to pull them up on YouTube and, and see what they sound like. Bill, do you have an email? I do. Let me get back to it here. Oh, boy. Here we go. So I have a email from Sam Cotton. Uh, Hey guys, my name is Sam and and I'm happy to be emailing you all for the first time. I'm a huge Invincible fan, having binge read the series along with Guarding Guarding the Globe, Invincible Universe, and Capes. Working my way through Tech Jacket, fingers crossed he appears. Brit and Wolfman. This this guy's got it. (laughs) Got it down. Um, And the show has been badass. Episode 5 has to be my favorite so far. Uh, I do have a small gripe, and it's um, with the tryout scene for the Guardians of the Globe. Why didn't they cameo other characters like Brit, Kid Thor, and Knockout? I know Kid Thor and Knockout are members of Capes, which are their own thing, um, but still. I also have a theory for you all. So when Cecil said – well, here, why don't we talk about that? I think the reason with that is the same reason why we don't see Science Dog. Yeah, well, or, we, tech, we know, or Tech we know Jacket that. or yeah. Wolfman. Yeah, Kirkman Which Kirkman has come out and said that it's it's its own property. Yeah. So, so and I it's mean, like a legal thing. Yeah, what that means is that well, it's not a legal thing. It's it's. I mean, Robert Kirkman I mean, owns fucking well, rights. You know it's what I mean? Sounds legal to me. Yeah, I guess so. But if it's if it's its own comic book, like it can't be an invincible. You know what I mean? And that's the problem. Brit has his own comic book. It, it, it could be eventually. It it's just. They're not not right now. Right. Yeah. Um, I also have a theory for you all. So when Cecil said to get a blood sample from Mark after getting maxed, maxed out like a credit card by Battle Beast, (laughs) I had a thought. Could Cecil have taken blood samples from the original Guardians and will clone them or something like that? Awesome show. I look forward to more to come. Hmm. What a time to be an invisible fan. Warm regards or love, Sam. I think that, that would maybe that happens. I think that would be very Cecil-esque. I think here, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know theories. This guy doesn't um, know, though. Right, but I'm just saying, like, for any other listeners that don't want to know this part, I think with that theory, the whole blood sample theory, I think that he could very well reanimate the corpses of, like, War Woman. Um, That'd be crazy. That'd be a crazy twist on something that didn't happen in the comics. But would totally work. Like Ooh. they have the bodies. Oh, and stuff. you're right. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a cool yeah. concept. It <laughs> is a cool concept. I like it. All right, I've got one from Alex Pritchett. Alex says, "Hey guys, so I've been hesitant to admit it, but I haven't really been a fan of Amber compared to the comics in one through four. <laughs> that said, what? I, that said, I really enjoyed her in episode five, and I'm looking forward to seeing how her character moves forward in the future." 
I love the part of Debbie taking the 20 minutes, but I'm really bummed to see that she knows because it's really going to take away from the impact of the events of the finale. I think we're going to talk more about that later. I don't think so after. I don't think so after this. We'll save it. Save it. All right. All right. All right. In terms of this episode as a whole, he's saying episode five. I think it's easily the best since episode one. Titan storyline was perfect. The fight scene at the end was perfect. I thought it was a it was good to see Invincible's rage again and that it did not work on Battle Beast. And I think it was even better that we got to see robots rage, too, because that scene was epic. I think this episode has made Robot my favorite character in the show. The way he interacts with others, uh, the way he avoided the Mauler twins, and the way he's developing feelings for Amanda has been perfect. Really excited to see more. Alex. P.S. It's the sweet one. What is that, TJ? Did you say, what is that? It, it's the uh, it's the Dr. Pepper commercial. Okay. I was like, is that the it's thing the sweet that... sweet one. <laughs> I was like, is that the, the thing that TJ it's had Justin done? Justin Garini, the guy that beat We Kelly still Clarkson. don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm just going to allude to that for every episode and never show you guys what... How have you not seen those commercials? They've been out for years. Are you sure they haven't... It's, it's that they haven't fucking showed up for years? I mean, when was he relevant? Back in the first season of American Idol, which was... 20 years ago? Exactly. And now he's doing Dr. Pepper commercials now, today. Now? No, he's not. Yes, no, he's he not. Is. You're bullshit. No way. How often do you it's watch TV, Bill, with commercials? Never. That's why. Hulu. We, and whenever we never Hulu see plays commercials. <laughs> so weird. All right. Sweet. <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper. You got to stop doing it. It's driving me fucking nuts. All right. All right. Uh, Bill, you up? TJ? Who's no, up I'm next? up. And a guy, Billy writes in and says, hey, guys, I'm a new listener to the show, uh, but I've been a longtime fan of the comic. I'm really enjoying listening to your episodes and plan on giving giving the back catalog a listen to when I get the chance. So far, I'm over the moon with the series. Then Billy goes on to talk about um, something that happened at the end of episode two in relation to the comic. So he brings up, okay, so episode two was the Flaxons. The Flaxons kept coming back. Mm -hmm. They came back three times. That happened in the comics. One thing that did not happen in the comics was at the end of episode two, Omni-Man went into the Flaxon dimension and like fucked it up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then, so he I mean, we don't see it. He just shows up. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it shows him fucking up. Mm. In, like in the comics, shit apart. Huh? I'm saying in the comics, we don't see what he does. He just shows up. Right. And then they. Yeah, never mind. Go on. Okay. So much, much, much later in the comics, we see the Flaxen dimension again, and it sparks like big, big story comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's questioning what we think about that. Oh, in, in, in terms of Omni-Man just destroyed the Flaxen dimension. So are we still going to see that in the future? Uh, I yeah. think it's safe to assume that he didn't completely kill every single living being. I think he destroyed it. Um, but, I mean, so much time passes there, too. In the months or whatever that has passed since that happened in the animated series, probably, what? 30, 30 years, 30, 40, 40 years, maybe years, even 50. Yeah, yeah, had probably passed in that dimension. Oh, I think much longer if than not, that. Yeah, if not much longer. So much, Exactly. You're right. So, so, I think they so they've, they've, yeah, it'll, they've come back. So I guess we have to assume, if we're going to see the Flaxon dimension again in the animated series, that he just oh didn't kill them all. If we get an entire animated series, we're absolutely, are you saying that they're going to like leave that out? Well, he was asking because it show, it looked like he destroyed them. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it's just like it's like, you know, uh, how a society can rebuild itself after like, you know, a huge fucking disaster. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So, Bill, uh, sure. I got one here. So from good hearted Jake. Hello, everyone. I'm one of your brand new listeners of the podcast. I found you guys after watching the first three episodes and was wondering what people's reactions were. I read Invincible a few years ago nice. when I was just getting into college and loved it. I'm trying to get a collection going, but with it being sold out on Amazon, it's going to be a while. It is sad because I want to get the collections for Riker, too, and they're gone. You cannot really? find them anywhere, which is great, by the way. Uh, do you want the compendiums? Like the the big yeah, ones? Yeah, to borrow them. Yeah, he, well, he, I was, I wasn't he saying, borrow them. I wasn't saying borrow them, but yes, of course you can borrow them. But the compendiums are at Pulp if you want to get them. Oh, OK, cool. Yeah. Uh, my question is this. Last episode, we were introduced to Battle Beast, a fan favorite character. I love this question. This is great. Um, for good reason. His appearances in the comic aren't as high as the one as one would expect. And I'm wondering if maybe they'll change that for the show. You've talked about the possibility of, go of the gang going to hell to get uh, Dark Blood, and the concept of them going there was something Kirkman apparently wanted to do, but for some reason couldn't? Question mark. I'm wondering if we might get a rematch for Mark and Battle, Be Battle Beast as a way to show how he's improved and gotten stronger since the last episode, how he, as in Mark, has improved. Um, thank you and happy early 100 episodes, your new West regular listener, Jacob. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, that, he's, he's pretty so, much asking if we're going to get more Battle Beast. Yeah. We, we are. How many, how many, how many I issues? Hope, I hope that we don't. For a oh, very long time. I think, no. I think season two, the way I imagine it happening would be. And I'm not going to talk about it here because, you know, we still have a lot of new listeners. Um, mm -hmm. It's volumes, volumes three and four, hardcover volume three and four. Roughly that kind of story, which for the most part, Battle Beast wouldn't show up. And if he does, it would be the very end of season two if they get to that point. In the place, I mean, in the place that think, he shows up, which I could see them doing, but think of how much they pulled up yeah. in season one. Yeah, I mean, they, they're there are certain things that are past issue twenty five. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean, yeah. so and there's certain things that are before issue far, ten. <laughs> okay, right, guys. So listen. I I want more Battle Beast, but not this season. It'll be the and end I of season really, two. Really, the way he comes back is great. Is I know perfect, so, perfect. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think. Okay. Okay. Did you ever think in a million years that they would they would enhance Damien Darkblood's story in a way that makes you like him more as a character? Like of all the characters to choose, they would be like, let's make no, him. No, but have part more of what makes story. Battle Beast right. amazing yes, isn't Ryan, isn't the that. fact that we're expanding on his lore. It's the fact that he is this. He's the Boba Fett. He is this mysterious exactly. badass that we're only going to see every now and then. And when he shows up, okay. it's insane. And it now means Boba Fett has, It means has his, more when he shows up. Yeah, I, I understand. But now a Mandalorian has his own show and Boba Fett's like a main character and he's getting a spinoff like the people want more. Kirkman, one thousand pizza bet. Here we go. Hot take, <laughs> TJ. Battle Beast, one thousand percent will show up in, in season two early. No, early. I'm saying if he shows up in season two, it'll be a second half. Battle no. Beast. I agree that Battle Beast will show up in season two, but, but it, like Ryan said, it's going to be later. Yeah, it's going to be much later. But to his question, yes, I think that him and Mark will probably fight again, but I don't think it will be in a um, trying to kill each other kind of way. I think it'll be 
more of a battle beast being like, oh, let me see what you got. And then he'll throw yeah, a punch, cool. you know what I mean? That kind of that kind of thing. Like imagine the conversation they have after like, oh, I remember you. You survived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to get a lot more battle beasts. All right. We're going to get a lot more. And I'm excited about it. I got one final email here because you guys don't have any more, right? I have one. I think I have one more, too. Oh, OK, well, then this is my last one. Uh, this is from Luke. Luke says, hi, Ryan, TJ and the mighty Bill. Sad news, gentlemen. I am having zero luck getting my wife to watch the show. Maybe for my birthday oh. this year, I'll, I'll ask her to watch it. It's okay, Luke. I have done this podcast for five years, and my wife doesn't watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. Uh, so sad. It's all right. How hey, does Katie not, not watch everybody. the show? My own mother watched the show. It's I know. Katie. Katie watches There's a Pool in My Garage on <laughs> HD Network. <laughs> There's a pool in my garage. <laughs> if I asked her, she probably would. I'm not going to force it. I'm not gonna force it. She probably will. Are you eventually. not having her? Are you not having her watch it because you know that she's not going to like it, and you just don't want that kind of like? There's a little bit disappointment of both. In I feel life. like part of it, part of it would be that, but some of it, like she might enjoy it. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. We'll see. someday mm-hmm. someday what she'll else watch does, it. Does Luke have to say? Couple comments about the show, TJ. I think you are right. Omni Man called Cecil. He had the number, and he knows how much Mark would could take without dying. Mm-hmm. I know I won't see it until season two, but I'm already really looking forward to. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say it. Uh, but yes, so am I. So one of my favorite things in volume three. <clears throat> I was I not. Wanna, can you, can you, I want to know. Can you give us a hint just, as to what he's talking about? So the people from the comic e, that have read the comic know. A scene, a scene on a roof. Uh, looking up. Is he, is someone crying? No. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Then. And, is and, it nighttime? And a, a scene in Africa. Oh, okay. yeah. All oh, that. Okay, okay. I'm really looking forward to that stuff. Uh, I was not a huge Rex Blode fan, but the show is converting me. Jason Mantzoukas yes. makes, makes him so much more likable. My favorite line so far is when he's talking to Monster Girl and says, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> how about the Battle Beast blood lick lip? Lip lick. Oh, I was not was expecting awesome. it. Yeah, that was gross. It was, great. It was so gross. All right. Speed round questions. Is there a season, if there's a season two, who do you cast for Angstrom Levy? We already did it. Cool. So that's how fast we are. Have you been, yep. have you been streaming the episodes? Like Kirkman said, I will say for the first, you know, couple of weeks, it was always on my phone or on my TV, just playing in the background. I've let, let up a little bit on that, but it is the kind of thing where I, I do try to put it on whenever I get a chance. Mm-hmm. If I need like back, background, me, yeah, yeah me much too. more, much more at the beginning, but now, Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. a little bit less guilty about not doing it so much now because of how much hype it's getting. You know, I feel pretty confident that it's it's doing well. <laughs> um, what other independent comic book do you want to see become an animated series? Hmm. Oh, I, my instinct goes directly to <sighs> something is killing the children. Mm. Oh, but I I feel like I would. I mean I. I want to see it live action because there's like a mm-hmm. bunch of monsters in it. And I want to see like live action monsters. That's really tough. My instinct so it, is so uh, an animated, animated. Show? Yeah. Mine always jumps to Daniel Warren Johnson because his stuff I think would suit really well with animated. That's so yep. a, a extremity or murder Falcon being like a mini series or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Murder Falcon I, is a great one. I, you know, imagine like a six episode murder Falcon story. You know what and I mean? And have actual music. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. With, 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 with Daniel Johnson actually doing that's the music. That's the answer. Dude, that's the answer. That would be great. So, yeah. Bill? Anything? Uh, as what I would Any, want to see. Anything from Cates? Anything from what? Donnie Cates. 
I what feel like just, redneck redneck would, would have to be live, live yeah. action. That'd be fun. I don't know. Amazing. I don't right. know. I can't really think oh, of anything else that I right. want to see. Which cast, other than tech jacket. Which cast member crossover? Crossover would be good. Yeah. Animated. Which cast member would you want to have on the podcast? We've talked a bit about this. Which what? <sighs> Animator? Uh, cast member. Cast member. Oh, I mean, besides Steven Yeun. I mean, you could. I mean, whatever you want. Which one do you Jason want? Jason Manzukas. Jason Manzukas. Just because. I mean, yes, he's Rex Blode, who's my favorite character, but he's so much fun. I think he would be the best guest on this show. Yes. He just be ridiculous. I, we'd we, we'd lose our mind over J.K. Simmons or Steven Yeun or Mark Hamill, but but having Jason Manzukas on the show would probably be the better episode. If you know what I, I mean. I think. I agree. I think it would be really good content, but I think having J.K. Simmons oh. as someone who like doesn't freak out about the comic book and just knows like what he knows. And I'm sure he loves what he's doing in it. You know what I mean? I would mm-hmm. just love to get in the mind of Nolan. Like what, what are his motivations? What are JK Simmons like motivations for Nolan? I'm Is he actually hear, angry? Is he sad? Like I'm excited to hear him talk about the character after the season ends, because everything that yeah. he said about the character before in all the interviews, he, he just was so he couldn't say anything. Yeah, you can't say anything. You can't yeah. say anything about it. Yeah. Luke says, thank you, gentlemen, for keeping. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Keep on having fun. It's what makes the podcast great. Luke from Los Angeles. Oh. Thanks, Luke. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Luke. Um, I have the. Oh, wow. the we're la- skipping me then. We're just is skipping it, Yeah, me? we're, we're, we're going to skip you. <laughs> is it? Is it uh, so this is from The Last Sandwich. Interesting. Um, good afternoon. Just wanted to give you uh, a comment and question on the last episode and the future of the series. First, did you notice the same orphan that Martian Man was hanging out with was at the community center? Um, yes, absolutely. Thanks. Uh, she looks pretty sad. Here's hoping Shapesmith takes over that plot point. Hmm. That'd be pretty interesting. That would be interesting. Hmm. I do like that. Um, second, <coughs> excuse me, with legal issues, digging at the future of the series crossover characters. If things don't plan out as we hope, how do you think they'll handle the holes, especially Tech Jacket, considering Zack becomes an MVP for the Invincible and Viltrumite War? If he's not there, we're going to feel it. 1,000% agree. Um, And do you think they're going to make, like, dollar store copies like Seance Dog and and make, like, like a technical suit, you know, instead of, like, Tech Jacket, like... Do you think do you think they're going to try to fill in the holes with characters that are like them, but not quite? The biggest loss would be to Alan's relationship. And that'd be, you know, I mean, through all that, which would be tough. But yeah, you know, I I, okay. let me let me ask you guys this. If you think that there is one character that they have to bite the bullet on and possibly lose the rights to do their own thing. So Brit, Wolfman, Tech Jacket. Um, capes, like that kind of stuff. Who would you absolutely want to see? they have to lose to the rights? Oh, who well, would I mean, we, who they, would we want have, to see? They'd have to lose kind of like control over the future of that character, like Science Dog. So you are, are I mean? you saying <clears throat> this character will never appear in the Invincible Animated Series? No, no, no. Which character of those do you want to see in the Invincible Universe? Most. Most. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this before, too. It's for me, hands down, it's Wolfman. Bill, yours is Tech Jacket. Uh, mine's Tech Jacket for multiple reasons, though. Like you've My got the Galdarians, is, see, yeah, who are you, you've got Galdarians that are. You on, have the world. You have the Wolf Corps. Yeah, but the Wolf Corps don't, doesn't do shit. Like they show up one time and then they help like rebuild some stuff after some shit happens. But the fucking Tech Jacket the Gal- has the Galdarians. Like 
The Galdarians are on the fucking board. Uh, for we're getting too, the, too much yeah, into here's this. Here's the thing. I, I would want... Um, I would rather have Tech Jacket be a part of the Invincible animated series, but I would rather Wolfman have his own standalone series that kind of loosely ties into Invincible. That That's would be, what I mean. That would be I what I would want most. That's what I mean. So which character would you rather want... see in the Invincible universe but not have his own thing ever because then, now he's a part of Invincible? Then Tech Jacket. But if you're, if you're asking me to choose one or the yeah. other, like yeah. what Ryan is saying is not an option is what you're telling me, Bill. Mm-hmm. If, it's not, if it's not an option, Wolfman. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. If I had to choose one or the other and the other does not appear at all, I would still right. go with Tech Jacket just because of what he his impact on the greater series means more. Um Yeah. So all right. final would, email. Final email. Know? Let's do it. All right. Yep. Yeah. All right. The final email is brought to us by my mortal enemy. <laughs> what? Mitch Crasson writes in and says <laughs> <laughs> What's up, friends? Fun thing about episode five, I had two separate people reach out to me about how they think that Amber is actually Titan's daughter. I see the connection that they both call the community center a second home. So okay. that was neat. And I didn't, I don't think I caught that. I thought that was kind of cool. I caught kinda that they both it called it that. But yeah, I don't know if I'd agree that it was the daughter. But Titan's a little young. He's a little young for that, I think. Speaking to the blood sample... Uh, and what the GDA could do with it, it's a stretch, but could they eventually use it with some reanimate stuff? Would be kind of a cool way to show how they are able to overcome Mark. Three to go, Mitch Crasson. P.S. Rexplode is now clearly a much better character than Dinosaurus. <laughs> I see that now. TJ, you're always right, and I'm ashamed to have ever doubted you. You know, it's like, <laughs> it takes a really big man to admit your faults, Mitch. Um, and I, 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 kudos to you, sir. Kudos. That's not fair. We haven't wow. seen dinosaurs in the show wow. yet. Wait until dinosaurs shows up. Five in the years show from now, and then fucking talk. Five years from now, Mitch writes in and flips again. Bill, I'm so sorry. <laughs> dinosaurs is the best in the show. I guess it just depends on uh, who actually reads his emails, because you can. Like he knew you were going to read his email, right? Unless, unless TJ is saying that's not what Mitch said. <laughs> he didn't really say that. <laughs> Welcome to the joke, Bill. Oh, he did. <laughs> I thought he actually no. said it. Well done, TJ. <laughs> I well done. Said that. Oh, all right. Fooled me. All right, let's get into our episode five recap. We did not, however, uh, pick our favorite scene from episode uh, five, even though I just said episode five recap. Um, from episode five, we all had the same favorite scene, right? Yeah. I mean, I think Battle that's, Beast, uh, the fight. At yeah, the, end. the fight at the end. TJ, was there something that stuck out more to you? I'm trying to think. I mean, TJ wants to be different. No, I, I think I think it would have to be. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what made, I mean. I guess the only thing that I could think of that would would also be up there would be the intro Titan, which was I'll, I'll, awesome as well. I will. I will call out uh, Debbie setting the timer and searching the house. Ooh. That's good. That was a good scene. That was a good scene. Like, I remember when we were watching, we were all like, oh, that's so fucking smart and diabolical of her. But I mean, come on, man. That was good. Fucking. But but yeah. yeah. But yeah. All right. So Bill. Episodes. Episode six is being handled by your man, Bill, over here. Your man. Uh, Episode six. You look kind of dead is is the name. Um, do you guys know the timestamp for it? How, how long the episode? I think it was 44 minutes and yep. some change. Uh, Amazon has right? it listed at 45 because the episode's live right now. 
So it is live right now. Mm-hmm. So forty-five, oh. which right, oh. which is kind of the average. The 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 episode three was the lo- the shortest by a lot at forty-two, but mm-hmm. the longest one was forty-eight at the first one. So forty-five, right, right where you know a minute less than yep. last week. Excellent. So we open up at a college, and that right there sets the tone for everything. You know exactly what's to come. Um, if you read so the comic, some, yeah. If you read the comic, so some girls are walking around in, in a bush kind of trembles and out comes Doug Doug who is fucking drunk. And if you couldn't tell right off the bat, this is your main man, Justin Rowland yeah. from Rick and Morty. <laughs> he plays the voice of Rick. He plays the voice of Corvo and uh, solar opposites, which is also really fucking funny. It is um, funny. If you didn't know that it was Justin so Rowland, I don't as watch soon as he that. I don't Go watch ahead. that much Rick and Morty. I've watched a couple episodes here and there. I, I like the show. I just haven't gotten around to really watching much. That's a but shame. But dude, I was like, is that? And then he burped. And I'm like. And then he burped. It's and he burped <laughs> mid-sentence, too. And he's like, bruh. And I was like, oh, man, that's that's your man. Yeah. Um, and it was a funny guy because he's he's the son of, like, the the owner of the college or, or something like that. His dad, like. Oh, he owns a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he like, points to the wrong direction, yeah. the wrong building. And then he's like, oh, the college is right over there. That was a great um, bit. Really, really funny. And then the girls go away and he gets syringed in the neck by your boy. D. Is everybody Sinclair. your boy? Everybody's is that your how boy. Gonna, gonna be <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the next your boy. Uh, it, just, his, his notes are all just the boy and then the boy is <laughs> the boy. boy. So what do you guys think of, of D.A. Sinclair's voice? I think it's perfect. I, I thought it was great, it's, man. It's, it's very like kind of. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, how it, it's how I imagined it. It's it's. It's fucking perfect. Like, I, like he reads like in my head. Like he sounds like who D.A. Sinclair sounded like in my head. Yep. yep. And, 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 and when he's out of costume or whatever you would call it, when he's in the classroom just talking, he has that arrogance and that like smart ass yeah. attitude. Like he he did a, he did a really good job. I think we yeah. all we were kind of expecting that too when they announced Ezra Miller as the voice. We yeah. knew it was going to be perfect, and yeah, it was. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the next scene is uh, Doug is strapped to a chair. Or to like a like a like Stretcher a journey or a or table, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's he obviously doesn't know what kind of troubles he's he's in because D.A. Sinclair is giving a, a speech and he accidentally hits a light and he was like, "You nerd, you're a fucking nerd." And then he looks down and he sees his hand is like robotic, um, and you see the corpses hanging like the Rhiannon hanging in the background. He's like, "Oh, don't worry about them. I'm gonna, you know." Um, and he's talking. He's he cuts special. his fucking vocal cords out. Yeah. Which was brutal. Yes. Because he was talking all this shit and he's like, I think yeah. we both agree that you're better without a voice. Yeah. Um, and then we get another really funny title gag. So he's like, don't worry about them. You're going to be invincible. And it's the really fast. Was this the, the quickest one yet? It was the quickest one yet. Yeah, this was super yeah, was fast. Well, I mean, the, what was I, it? Episode two or whatever was also really quick with um, yeah. Don, yeah. Donald saying saying it. This one might take the cake, though. This was this was fast. Yeah. It kind of so, felt good to get it out of the way that early, though, you know, because then there isn't that like, when's it coming? When's it coming? Because like happen? last episode, it was like halfway through, right, TJ? Like the yeah. midpoint of the was, episode was was Mount Everest. Like, oh, super that's quick? what I was thinking. Uh, no, was because thinking that had Mount Kahul, quick. then the desert and then the mountain oh, and then it happened. Yeah. yeah, this was the fastest by far, I think. All right. So next um, we get a flash to the hospital and the aftermath of the Battle Beast fight. And uh, your girl, monster girl, <laughs> drowning in her own blood, <laughs> which was 
which was nuts. Like I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to see like the, the aftermath of that. Mm-hmm. that. Like you, 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 you go to the next episode and you like, everybody's fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you don't, the, I wasn't expecting to see all that hospital the stuff. The scene, like I, I always have a problem with like animation and gore and stuff like that. Like it never seems to hit or have like an impact, but seeing Amanda and monster girl thrash on the table and like gurgling blood. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is fucking brutal. Like this is insane. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a robot enters the room and he's like, he's like, I know how to save her. I've been st- studying her anatomy and they're like, get out of here. And he's like, I can leave. You might even succeed in getting me out, but she'll die. Yeah. So you can either do what I say and help me or she'll die. Um, she like transform transforms at one point and then transforms yeah. back when he get he goes, uh, goes up to her. Yep. Really cool. So, Black Samson has these little fucking um, discs on him that charge and are now kind of like the clear, you know, yep. like those those paddles. Um, did you guys think that that was like possibly a Powerplex Easter egg? Like those could be the things that Powerplex is trying to experiment with or something no, but like that? that did look, yeah, now that you're saying that it does look kind of reminiscent of what his costume kind of looks like. But yeah. I don't think that's anything. I just think that it was just a, a cool way to, you know, do those things. Yeah, guess so. Um, so and then it goes to Mark, who has his stomach open and uh, they're like the, the comments that they're making is like he has a hole straight through him. Thank God whatever hit him was sharp. He's probably got spinal damage. Um, the very best gross. part of this scene, though, is seeing Debbie and Nolan through the window arguing, yeah. but you can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. But you can yeah. see that Debbie is pissed. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the like whatever you want to call it, like the directing of that. I guess so, the like, directing the, of uh, the setup of it. My was God, perfect. I, I, again, TJ, I don't know if it's the directing or the um, well, the animation. I think was really good this episode. Uh, but there is something with I, the directing. Like there are several scenes like that, TJ, that I'll bring up as we go. Like that, just yeah, yeah. like we're so good. There, the 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 editing, like yeah, the editing yeah. in between like, shots, like the amount of stories that were happening in this episode. How it was like this scene, this yeah. scene, but they all like like blended very well we with each other. I think it's we didn't really give like initial thoughts on this episode, but we'll tell them as we go. But episode five was my favorite and had some of the best action and insane things happen. Mm-hmm. This one, just from like everything about it, like was just firing on all cylinders and i was really impressed with a lot of this episode this one felt very penultimate to me like which is crazy because we have two episodes left after this and that just makes me fucking so excited for what's going to happen um but one Um, thing that you 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 might have skipped um i don't know if you were going to get back to it but when they were um doing the paddles on black samson at one point they went to hit him again and it didn't work and instead it mm mm-hmm it seems as though his powers reactivated or did something that sparked within yeah. him and brought yeah. him back to life. Brought him yeah. back to life, yeah. I did say I did say Black Samson got his powers back, but we didn't know, we don't know that. And we he doesn't even know he that. He doesn't even know that either. Still don't know that. Yeah. I don't know well, if I mean, it's yeah, obvious. I don't know if he oh, probably. did officially yet. I think that it's beginning or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mark is awake. He's, he's like, how long was I out for? And I think it was six days, right? Almost a week. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh no, like Amber and, and Eve was like, don't worry. I told her you were hit by a bus. Like she was covering for him. And then Nolan says, I knew that you'd be okay. Like he, he's very arrogant about it. So is that, is that the, is that our answer? Is that all we're going to get? About what? Him watching. He said, I knew you'd be okay. I knew you'd be okay. 
I think we'll probably get more during a confrontation between the two of them. Yeah. Um, I, but if they don't ever talk about it ever again, I, yeah, I'm, I'm I, fine. I, I, I guess I'm fine either way. But uh, I think that's I think that's our answer. I knew you'd be fine. Yeah. Or I knew you'd pull through. Yeah. Um, I love and I said this Which later means you, on, me, you owe me another pizza. <laughs> I, I really love how Eve and Mark have like a friendship in the show, like a really strong friendship before they start to have like these feelings for for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so the next thing that we have is Nolan and Cecil. Um, and again, he, another scene where the directing or editing or whatever Cecil is looking through a glass window at Monster Girl and Robot, and then that's what out, I mean. out of the like reflection just appears Nolan next to him. And then the way this scene plays out with the the words that they're saying to each other and the mm-hmm. the angles that they're using, oh my god, is very like yeah. like uncomfortable. I will say this, like, dude. This whole episode had several scenes that made me so uncomfortable in a very yes. good way. It was crazy. Right? Because I was like, I was like sick to Tense. my stomach. And the cool thing is I was watching it with Liz and Mm -hmm. um, because I started watching it and then she was like, are you watching the next episode? And she's like, I thought you said that we could watch together. I'm like, all right, absolutely. (laughs) So watching it with somebody else, it it changes it. It, It's like, oh, God, it makes it so much better. So anyways, they're talking about Dark Blood. Nolan's like, so did he admit to it? You know, and Cecil's pretending like he didn't banish him to hell. And he's like, no, you know, he's he's whatever we're, we're more concerned about why he did it so like the conversation that they're having cecil is passively aggressively talking about saying, nolan <laughs> talking about nolan like yeah i just wonder why he fucking did it and you he's know like he's a he's a demon there's yeah, what he more, does yeah. one more motivation and then, you need. and then cecil says i just thought i knew him mm-hmm. yeah yeah really yeah. good really jab fucking what, jab there what line does he say about mark because that was really so good he too. says so that's the next scene so or the next part so he talks about how you know i'm surprised you let mark do this and he was like i told him not to and he's like oh well you didn't have this kind of problem on viltrum and he's like no we didn't no, and he, then said, Cecil he says, said he said uh he like he's like he told me he wasn't going to go after machine head and then cecil like snickered and he's like what's so funny he goes you're the most powerful man in the world yeah. and your son still doesn't listen to you yeah and you he, don't have that is, problem on viltrum and he's like no we don't and Cecil's like, well, he's he's a human teenager and that's what they do. Um, yeah, and no one like clenches his fist. Like, like it's like just angrily. jabbing in there to, to that, like Cecil. I don't think did this intentionally, but we know that no one is hearing someone say, well, he's a human. Right. That not was only that, yeah. not only that, but I went back to the uh, scene in episode four where Debbie and maybe it was five where Debbie and um, Nolan were talking like at the sink and she was doing the dishes. It was, I think it was last episode. Um, and he says, he won't listen to me. I don't want him to listen to um, this Titan guy. I want him to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, so uh, William, and Mark are talking, and um, this is like the first time that we've seen William. I think in two episodes. Yeah, it's been and, a while. And they, and they even talk, and they even talk about how like they haven't seen each other because all these excuses and stuff like that. But um, William talks about how he can't do something because he's going up to Upstate University mm-hmm. um, to spend the night with Rick and kind of be shown like the medical kind of program they have there and then talks about like how great Rick is and how hot Rick is and how they met last summer. Um, and 
Mark says he sees a poster and, and a guy and a girl and he's like he oh no wait yeah you got I it. skipped I skipped the whole scene I skipped the scene yeah. with um Amber. Mark and Amber so Mark is at Amber's house and she was like I pretty much broke up with you and he's like I know I did I wanted to start over again and um he goes to leave and she pretends like she's talking on the phone and she's like hey handsome Mark Grayson and it was a really cute moment mm-hmm. of them kind of like getting over the past and what had happened. And, and it was, it, and tr- it, it kind of felt like, you know, like, like they say, they're starting over again, but this was strike two kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and we see strike three later this episode. Yeah. This is like strike 100, by well, the way. Yeah. Like, I mean that we've seen, that you we've know what seen. I mean? A lot of other stuff has happened. Yeah. Then again, um, he so, was hit by a bus. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. or he was hit by a battle beast. Yeah. Which a battle bus, I don't know, like some of these things, some of the pacing I have an issue with, like especially with like how how many times is Amber going to be like, I mean, they've only been dating for a few months and he's not a good boyfriend, yeah. you know, so um, but there's consequences to that. And I think that happens at the end of the episode. And mm-hmm. we'll but, talk about my theories. That's what I was going to say, that there are consequences to that. And I think that there's a, a, a point of that. But I am going to come back to what you just said, because I agree with what you just said for a later part. We'll come back yeah. to it. Cool. Um, so he wants. So uh, flash forward. Mark wants to take Amber up to Upstate University with Rick and spend the night and have like a date like with her. Um, so then Mark is packing in his room. Eve comes in and cool scene like, like coming through the window yeah, and everything felt yeah. very much like from the, from the comic. Right, exactly. And he's like, thanks so much for covering for me. And and um, he hugs her and like, everything like there's yeah, a, he hugs a, her a, a and, and nice moment. And he, and, he, and he says what he's packing for. And she seems kind of like, oh, oh, you're going. And he's like, oh, well, do you want to come? Like he's just nonchalantly invites her. And she talks about how she doesn't want to do the superhero thing anymore. And she wants to want to go to college. To, yeah, she doesn't want to go to college. She wants to help people now that need help as opposed to just like stopping alien invasions. And interestingly, Mark is kind of feeling the same way. He's like, maybe we both need a fresh start because I don't think I want to do this forever, mm-hmm. you know, too. Like, yeah, um, so he's already a- kind of like <laughs> living in regret. Yeah. Him saying, you know, maybe we both need a fresh start. And then like that hangs for a minute and you see Eve's like, you know, reaction to that. And then mm-hmm. Debbie calls him and he looks away and then she's gone. Um, so it was just that moment of, you know, like she's getting her fresh start now, but maybe she has to wait for Mark. Yeah. Also, I think it's interesting that to your point, Ryan, you talked about it when we watched this episode that she even Eve says that she had a moment with Amber in the community center where she is. That's where she got the idea that she could help people. And she says, like, she's like, I could be doing this. I could be doing this. I could be, you know, like it's great. Right. Um, oh, so funny, funny scene. Rick pulls up or uh, <laughs> sorry, William pulls up. Oh, by the way, it, on my notes, I have enough respect for the character that instead of like abbreviating <clears throat> Will, I spelled out William every single time that I wrote his name. Good job. Which was a lot. Good job. That, that, Which that, they haven't done that. They haven't done that. Gag I don't know. If, I don't know I'm if they're going to do that gag. This would have been the, the, the episode to do it. The gag we're talking about is like the, everybody always wants to call him Will or Bill or and he's like, no, my name is William. Yeah. And like, that's his name. 
and everybody always wants to abbreviate it. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they get into the car. Um, Debbie's like, no drinking, no sex. And uh, Hold Rick's, on. Or, go ahead. Right before that happened, he like it, it goes from the scene where he's talking in the bedroom with Eve to this scene where he's like the car pulls up and he's mm-hmm. about to get in and invincible is distracted and still looking up into the sky. And then Amber's like, are you okay? And he's like, Oh yeah, I'm just like still in a little bit of pain, but you know, he's thinking about Eve. I disagree. Mm, I you didn't see that. So? I don't think so. Cause I think this is, I don't know. I mean, I, I get, I get what you're thinking TJ that yeah, it could be that. And maybe I'm wrong. I took it as this is, he, he's, it's more for the viewer. He's looking at his parents standing next to each other and his house. And the next time show his parents. Yeah. They're both standing together in the doorway of the house. And he's never going to see that again. Oh my God. And there's a moment of him looking at him and then he gets in the car and that's it. I still think it's because there's there's more conversation later on about him. And I don't know. We'll see. Um, So Debbie, like, is acting dis- distant to Nolan the entire time. Like after they say goodbye to Mark, she just kind of ignores Nolan walks in the house. Um, we get some fun. Oh, we get a funny scene. Debbie. So um, she's like, uh, Nolan is like, Hey, do you want to do something tonight? And she's oh. like, no, don't you, oh. don't you have a deadline for your book? Dude. And it's, it's the like first it. time, which yes, they do call out that he has his, he's a, he's an author. He, he writes books. Yeah, I'm he's, glad he's they, an author. He writes books. Like so cool. First time. But when um, did they so say that? She said, don't you have a deadline for your book? Yeah, but that's all she says. And if I was, if I hadn't read the comics, I'd be like, what is, what is she talking about? I don't know if I would but, fully get that. But, oh, but the oh fact he's that, an author. It means no, he's an it, author. But that doesn't matter because when they do bring it up again, the seeds have been put there that when you like, they mention but I it. I feel like that's, I feel like that's something just like, say what it is. You know what I mean? Like say what it is now. I don't know. I just thought it doesn't that that was all kind have of like to a be, weird, like, yeah, it doesn't all have to be like, you know, because you're an author, like you don't want it to feel that weird. Like we just got a, a, a piece of the conversation. I think and that's it's a not very important. easy way to do it and make not make it corny, though. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't I, think I, I would be confused about that. And it's not like it's some like big reveal. Oh, shit. He's an author. That's what that's what yeah. that meant in, in episode six. You know what I mean? Like, eh, just say what he is. Hmm. I just didn't like the how they brought it up. I mean, I guess it just doesn't come up and I I, like in the natural dialogue. And I think I commend them for not like being like, and Nolan, the author, you know what I mean? Like in the intro and you you don't think that they have the capability of of bringing that up. You know what? (laughs) I guess we'll see, because let's ask the question now for those that don't read the comic and watch the show. Are you confused on whether or not Nolan is an author? Did you catch that? Because he is an author, and that's what she was referring to. My thing is, there will be a very subtle. They'll just say maybe at the end of the season or early next season or whatever that, oh yeah, you know, they're because of you know his book sales or whatever, whatever, and then it's just going to be won't be a big deal. So mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of oh, like not, that. It's they definitely put that not going to be a big deal. Yeah, um, but, but that's why man, I feel like the, you should just say it. The the tone and the way she said all this to him though was it, it, I awesome. Mean, the tone was so apparent that she's she's at this point she's done hiding it. Yeah. She's she like doesn't care if he knows, but the fact that he does know and it is so apparent yeah. is what makes him even more suspicious. And later on, he Dude, ends up following. And he, her. This, he, this is, he goes this up first... and just like flies up to the bag. Ryan, Ryan, you're ruining my recap. Go, go. Okay, 
So after she leaves, he goes and checks to see if the bag is there. And he sees that the bag is there. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. Like, and then he's like, and then he's like, wait a minute. And he opens it. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. Dude. And I was expecting to see the costume there because I didn't know. We don't know what Debbie's up to. Yeah. And then he pulls out like just a blanket or whatever the fuck is in there. I, I, I was like, oh, my fucking God. The look on his face of like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And anger. Like, I could only imagine how he feels being caught. Knowing that Debbie has this fucking costume. Yeah, it's over. It's over. Whew. Um, so we're at college. The well, driving in the car, talking about Rick. Yeah, the driving whole in the car, way. talking more about Rick the whole time. So then they pull up, and Rick, you know, goes, "William, you know, oh here, follow me this way." And they're talking, <laughs> and then uh, there's a song that plays. TJ, do you have the song that plays? Uh, I did, but I didn't know you. I, I mean, you're the one doing the recap. I didn't know I was fucking, fucking, fucking. Well, get ready for this because I have TJ song question mark <laughs> at, at every song that plays. Wow. Do you have it? Uh, uh, it uh, is my uh, type. My so type. My biology. type. And this is a hilarious <laughs> scene because it's so funny. Then it's then it's Rick walking away, and it is a close up of his ass. And then William of Rick's, saying, ass. of Rick's ass. Sorry. And William's like, oh, this is going to be a good weekend. Be a good weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. So fucking funny. Um, so the next scene we have and this is what I mean. Like every scene is like a different story that's happening. Like there are so many threads that are happening in this. But it doesn't feel like it's too much. It doesn't. It doesn't. And, at and all. you know why? Because we because it's an hour long animated series. If these were half hour episodes, take out half of those, if not more of those plots that are happening you know what i mean yep. it would be they're going to the college that's it maybe you know you, you see a little bit of robot stuff going on or something but that would be it mm-hmm. like this hour-long uh form of storytelling is giving them an opportunity to to actually let them like really draw these yeah. stories out breathe and yeah and you know what since since the first three i don't think that i have a complaint or like it's not jarring to me anymore that it's an hour. Like it feels right. It feels they're using the time wisely. They're filling it appropriately and it doesn't feel jam packed. It doesn't feel bloated. It feels right. The first one felt like a lot because it was very overwhelming for us to finally be seeing this and the voices and the animation and the speed at which they're going. But now that we're like in it and we're going at this, this regular pace, this is, it's just, and it, and it also doesn't feel like, it feels like enough. You know what I mean? I the episode doesn't end and I'm like, you know, that's it. I, I need it right yeah. now. Of course, I want the next one. But like I can I can live off this for a week. You know, it's it's great. Yeah, yeah I would disagree. I feel like <laughs> every every time this fucking show ends, I get so sad that there's seven more days. For I want to draw it out. Watch a new I'm, one. I want to draw it out. I, I, I do love it. I fucking love it because like what's cool for us is that we do get the episodes a little early. So. It's easier for us because we watch it and then we get to experience it with as everybody else gets to watch it. But then that moment from like Friday to fucking the, the day that we get it is like, oh, my God, I, I'm like, <laughs> I, watched, I can't. I watched this episode back to back twice today. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Very cool. Um, so the next thing that we get is Eve at home and she's packing her bags, her parents, her, her specifically her dad again is being a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, and great shutting the door she, on him again. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, disi- she disappears. She takes the door out of the house. Yeah. And she's like, don't worry. The back door is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and you he's, you know, her scre- dad screaming at her. Her dad is a little bit 
more like I think of an understanding like you understand he's his... still he's still the dick that he was in episode five. Uh he still has all the same asshole reasonings. But there yeah. is one point where he says, like, I just want you to have a normal life. Like you like he says something about like her getting hurt, like you're gonna kill yourself. Mm-hmm. So it it does like he's an asshole and he is a dick. But he cares about his daughter. He doesn't want that life for his daughter. And that that's why Eve that, says, that's, he, that's what's best for you. It's not what's yeah, best for me. Yeah, that's the thing. He cares about her, but he doesn't care about what she wants or the life that she wants to live. He wants her to fit into his cookie-cutter yes. world. And he's uncomfortable with her having powers and putting herself in danger because he loves her. But, you know, that's not the case. He's not supportive at all. Like, that's like your daughter is a superhero. And and has powers, and you need to live with her having powers. You can't just have her not ever use them, you know? Yeah. Um, so the next thing that we get is uh, Rick, Amber, and William, and Mark sitting in a, like, intro to biology course, and, and they're talking about, like, anatomy and how it's all about um, quality of life, not how long you live, but what you can do to make your life better. And D.A. Sinclair um, in his suit – um, out of the shadows in the light is your boy, D.A. Sinclair. <laughs> your boy. Um, <laughs> just is like, this is laughable. He's like, dude, how great you know, was Amber? If like her inclusion into this scene, dude, when, so he starts. So D.A. Sinclair is like, when you want, when a human wants to go faster, they don't run. They get into a car when they want to fly over there. They don't flap their wings. They get into a plane. He's like, there's limitations that the body can't do. And, and um, he gets into an argument with the professor and then Amber's like, you're kind of being a dick. Uh-huh. Like she calls him like, out immediately, calls him out and not under her breath. No. Like loud for everybody to hear. And they have this confrontation and D.A. Sinclair um, is like, you know, oh, I could have had a free ride at M- MIT or whatever it is. And, or I could have had my own lab. And he's like, oh, we'll take it. And then he takes notice to Rick's like physique. Um, he, he's got like an alpha male stature. Um and then he kind of like goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you guys like Rick? Yeah. So far? I really like Rick. Yeah. I thought, um, I, geez, can't remember his name. What's his name? thought he did a great job too. William? No. Voice actor for Rick from Frozen. Oh, uh, Goff. Oh, God, that was him. Goff. Jonathan, Jeff, yeah. Jonathan Goff. Goff? Jonathan Goff, yeah. 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 Goff. yeah, he did great. Holy shit. How did I not? <laughs> yeah, that was How him. did I not think that? And we knew that was happening too. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I feel like an asshole. Um, hey, it just fit so right next, into the character for you, right? Yeah, exactly. It was. I was yeah. just kind of enjoying the show. I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, so the next thing we get is Eve flying and looking for somewhere to kind of like put her roots down, I guess, ah. for what she what she wants to do. All ah, right. Um, See what you did there. And this 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 is interesting because I remember reading something um I don't know if it was the review or if it was someone talking about the the comic book, um, but they were talking about how it wouldn't be right to have her do what she did in the comic because that was kind of like not. I think it's going to. Uh, yeah, that's why. Politic, politically correct. Like, I think she's, it, I think it's going to be a bigger picture, which is what she's doing. Yeah. she. So in the comic, she she goes to Africa and she's helping out like the natives that are there as if they need help. You know, and I think that's the problem that that people had is that like it it made it seem like african people like in these small tribes needed help and that's what she was doing while this seems more like 
real life helping people because she's just wherever it's disaster basically she's right she's helping natural disasters and and you know emergencies and accidents and everything yeah like like, across the the globe yeah i guess in the comic she seemed like a missionary like you know spreading spreading the word of christianity like it seemed very much like that while this actually is her legitimately using her powers to help people which we don't get that yet but she makes a treehouse the treehouse is fucking awesome though i love that yep yeah. Uh, so we get a fun montage back at uh, college of Mark and Amber eating hot dogs and kind of living the college life and, and really enjoying themselves. TJ, what's the song that's playing here? Ryan, you got the last one. <laughs> <laughs> closed it on. Uh, There's another fun song playing. Uh, Knock Me Off My Feet by Soak. There you go. I will say um, that I was kind of hoping for, like I saw the hot dog stand and I thought that was a missed opportunity. Like to, to, to put the hot dog, like, if you're going to get hot dogs, why not go to the hot dog stand that was in the comics? Uh, you know? In, in Hawaii? Uh, it doesn't have to be in Hawaii. Just make it, like, the same hot dog. The, at a college oh, campus, okay, okay. A, a thing the shape of a hot dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could be good. Um, so, now we get our... Oh, so, um, Mark and Amber have this moment, and Mark is like, this is what I want. I want this for us. Which, again, I think is a little soon to say hey let's go to the same college and stuff like that that's what i was gonna say i was going i was alluding to before when i said that that um she was like yeah okay why not uh maybe because you guys fight every fucking scene you've been every other three months like yeah you guys haven't been dating that long and you're 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 basically committing yourself to him for the next four years and mm-hmm. if you it doesn't work out like sure i mean you're you're there to go to college and you're there to learn but i mean the reason why you're choosing this specific college is to be with your current boyfriend who you're having major issues with not to mention in the previous episode mark had a conversation with his principal saying i don't know if i want to go to college like yeah. and i get this was yeah this, this was kind of like an eye-opening <clears throat> moment like maybe he well, does maybe yeah. he doesn't want to be a hero forever something kind of thing. something but it's just, something big happened to him between that <laughs> between him saying that and this episode yeah i just i guess i just don't like how that scene played out it, I, I don't know him and amber i t, tj to your point no person in their real mind but these are kids again yeah you know, I, I, didn't, mean, they're I didn't think anything of it yeah. yeah, because I was I, I, you're, like you're saying, man, I, they are about to graduate high school. They need to make a decision within the next three months. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're going there. I think we should both go here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we get a reanimate attack. That's right. And it's uh, so Doug comes out of the Well, we don't know it's Doug yet. We know it's, mm-hmm. it's a reanimate um, comes burst out of the ground is like distressed, like clawing at, at his face and like bleeding from his mouth all of a sudden and like really doesn't know like it, it seems like it's a program gone it's wrong very confused yeah um the best thing about this scene was fucking amber like just step it up she she was the first one out of mark out of everybody else she was the first one to run up to people and like get them out of there she's like guys yeah. help me like i want to save these people these people yeah a lot of them like froze and she's the one running yep. up trying to help people and she got she got Another, everybody moving Another cool part was Mark standing there in street clothes and he's about he like he's angry oh, yeah. he's like about, about to fight the reanimate and there is a pedestrian right by his feet and Amber's like Mark like yeah help that girl <laughs> and and so then he kind of gets his mind clear and and helps that girl out of the situation 
And that goes back to what Black Samson was talking about, how they're not there to fight bad guys. They're there to save civilians and save pedestrians. And that's what Amber was trying to do. And Mark just wanted to punch this guy hmm. while there was someone that needed help right in front of right him. there. Yeah. 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 Good so catch. Like, first episode, Guardians of the Globe, like they were more concerned about getting people evacuated right. out before they even started fighting good, the, good the Mahler twins. That's great. Yeah. Very, very um, amateur move to like just want to fight with people around. Yeah. So. Uh, so another call to the editing, choreography, directing, whatever, was the scene with William. Yes. You know, I don't know if you're going um, you're gonna say that, Bill, but when when uh, so the the reanimate attacks Rick, uh, William saves Rick by throwing cans at it. And then the reanimate goes after uh, William. And then there's yeah. a moment where Mark's standing there close up on Amber. Amber says, Mark. And then the music stops and she turns and he's gone. And yep. then it cuts back to the reanimator. He goes to punch and then Invincible catches the fist. Yeah. And then it pans so, over and then it's Invincible standing there. Mark drops so down at this moment, looking up like that before, whole thing. Before you finish it, at this moment, I'm thinking in my head, here we go. Same comic trope. Clark Kent disappears and then Superman shows yeah. up and then he comes back. They handled and, it so well. And no, nobody knows who he is and it's insane mm-hmm. to me. And then like when William looked up and was like, Mark? I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, nice. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, they still kind of did it with the whole Amber thing, but Amber wasn't close yeah. to Invincible. Yeah. Like, she didn't get, like, up close. But the fact that William knew immediately, perfect. Yep. These, these moments hit really hard. And I did have it in my notes here where, so Rick is getting grabbed by this thing and, and the reanimate gets hit in the face with a can and it's William and he's got, like, a whole bunch of cans and he's throwing cans at this thing. Um, that point was like Liz was like, oh, my God, I have goosebumps everywhere. <laughs> like it was just so good. And then the following scene with Mark, like you're talking about, and then Mark catches his fist and then the reanimate drops Rick and then goes to throw another punch and Mark and catches, catches his the other, other fist. And and then and then he's in this pose. William's down here in between. And he's and he's looking up. It was just it was shot edited like Rick the, cam- perfectly the camera angle fucking, and then, the camera angle at, the, at how he was yes. looking up. And then, so and then, it was so good. They do this trick later too with the with catching the fist, and it's so good mm-hmm. that, that callback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they fight; it's really cool. Um, Mark is having a difficult time. Like the this reanimen and these reanimen are a fucking cool like, choreography too. In up, up in the air and the way he's fighting them in the air and flying around. Yeah, very cool. Keep in mind, I think that Invincible is still hurt here. Good I call. knew you were going to TJ. I knew you were going to say that, but there is not even so an right. inkling that he <laughs> is like he's not holding his stomach. He's not like, oh, I can't like he's getting his ass handed to him I'm, by these fucking reanimate. I'm good with that, TJ. But whether he is or not, this is just what Invincible does. He just gets his ass kicked. But yes, I do like the the headcanon that he's still not 100 percent. Yeah. That's that's as stupid as people talking about like Kylo Ren when he's punching <laughs> his stomach and he's punching his laser thing to make the dark energy. I just think that that's stupid. Like, if that's what's going on, it's as easy as him going oh and holding his stomach. But that didn't happen. I think Battle Beast is formidable enough to. He's just not going to heal like that. He's, Are you? I do, you mean, I do like. Do you like mean? That. Do you mean your boy? Your boy Battle, Battle Beast. Beast. Uh, I do like how the bruises on Mark slowly faded throughout this episode. Yeah, they did. Yep, that was good too. Um, so, Mark is is getting his ass handed to him, and he pulls off 
the faceplate that was covering Doug's face, and Doug is fucked up. He has no nose. Um, he sees his reflection in a pool of water, and I'm like goes ugly. like that. Yeah, and then like peels his face off, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I'm a monster. No one's and, gonna love me." And he ends up throwing himself on this. Um, what Spike. is it called? It's, uh, it's like a sundial. It's a sundial. Yeah, it's a sundial. Um, impels himself on it, kills himself. And uh, Mark goes over to so end fight. Mark goes over to William to make sure that he's okay, and he's like, "Holy shit! Holy <laughs> shit! You're 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 invincible! It makes so much sense." Um, oh, he, he's like, he's like, "Oh, it all makes sense now! It all makes sense now! Holy shit! Holy shit!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was, it was really good. Um, um, going back to the Reanimate thing, though, that was actually like really sad. Yeah, like I felt sad. I felt really bad for him. Like when he impaled himself like that, like holy uh-huh. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then Mark comes back with, you know, street clothes on. He's like, oh, I went to go get help. And then Amber very wisely says, you're a piece of shit. Like she literally calls him a (laughs) lying piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. As, as opposed to, I like, like, and she, but he tried and he tried to do the whole Clark Kent thing. Like, oh, you know, help is on the way. I I ran and called, I ran and called uh, 911, which is always what Clark Kent says. And then she's like, no, you're a fucking liar. Dude, and she like, (laughs) she starts crying and then he starts, and you can see like the expression, the tone of his voice. He's like, no, really, that's not what happened. I I swear, like, I didn't, I didn't leave you. I, oh, Mm -hmm. you can hear her. He just wants to tell her so bad. Why wouldn't you? Wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't you, if you cared about this person, who the fuck cares? Like, I know I would, but I'm just a impulsive you know what i mean i tell everybody that i was a superhero (laughs) i I wouldn't have a secret identity that's for damn sure so um so they fight so the next scene or it's so then in that same scene da sinclair picks up the face the face helmet and is like wow you had a lapse in judgment um that's the last time that i leave a frontal lobe intact um, which comes into play he looks interestingly i don't know how they're gonna he looks ahead at uh at rick Yep. Yep. Meaning that he's I mean, he's showing uh, a lot of interest in in Rick. So this is a scene that we get with Eve going around. Um, So she she puts out a forest fire and then regrows the trees, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, She helps uh, what looks like in France, I'm assuming um, people grow like uh, a vineyard, pretty much like it shows a couple people struggling, like in a field growing a vineyard. She stops a landslide from killing a bunch of people. just going around doing, doing God's work, doing TJ. What she does, you know, doing, doing mm. it and doing it well. Mm. Uh, doing it so well. the next scene we get is a robot. Well, what you think is robot um, beat the fuck up, like uh, missing an arm, and he falls on the ground, and his hand opens up, and there's a flower in it. And dude, that was so cool seeing him come in, like was, missing an arm, and all like. Yeah, you know, that was did that anybody was awesome. did anybody think of um, Batman Begins? Oh, just because the, oh, the rare the, flower up in the, the rock, like, he's like yeah. beaten up and he's like trying to get up and then it opens up and there's a blue flower. I mean, it's the yeah. opening to Batman Begins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I thought at first I was like, oh, robot got her a flower. That's cute. Um, but the cool thing about this scene is that it's the first time that we get to see that robot isn't just a singular. Yes. This is the first time that there's more than one. He's like, Oh, I sent a drone up to the Arctics to get this rare blue flower. And obviously it was well protected. Um, and he talks about like how, uh, monster girl doesn't have a medical condition. It's a curse. And 
this blue flower has like this thing in it that that will give her a 60 percent chance more or, or you know, 60 percent chance right. of, of survival. One thing, though, going back again to the directing and you guys saying that this is the first time that we see that there are two robots, like there are more than one robot. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the directing and how it happened, like you see uh, you see robot, the robot that we know come in and he's all beaten up and then he falls to the ground. And you're like, what the fuck? And yeah. all you see is robots hand come up and pick up mm-hmm. the flower and he's and like oh him. by the way mm-hmm. yeah Perfect. awesome so yeah good. really good um so then uh, again another really great edit and i don't know if like the director it, it has to be like a, a, the change in director maybe he just like i don't know but like just the shots just flow because the next scene isn't a cut but it's black samson like kind of being awake and talking to robot and he's like wow why do you, you're just a machine? Why do you have so much compassion? And then robot says, I'm programmed, um, to, I'm have programmed to have, to have compassion f- for all humanity. He, and he, and black Samson's laughs. He's like, bullshit. He's like, I didn't, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, that's bullshit. I didn't, I didn't see you trying to go to the Arctic to save me. Um, insinuating that robot has specific feelings, feelings for, for Amanda. Uh huh. And they, yeah. you know, he asks if we won and everything like that. I, I, I screenshot this image. I love this image of robot in this scene. Yeah. It's just, it captures that creepy, unnerving, but just kind of almost gentle at the same time. What's behind his eyes? So like, good. What's, so what's good. there? Yeah, really, really good. And that, and that, that scene, that clip that you just took, that's after Black Samson says bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. you, yeah. you don't it's, have... It, yeah. That scene ends with that, and it just freezes on that yep. for a minute, and then it changes. Yep. Um, oh my God, guys! This next scene, <laughs> dude. This episode is great. It's great. The next scene is Debbie at Art's tailor shop mm-hmm. with Omni Man's costume laid out, and Art's kind of like, you know, trying to um, stall. I mean, he says that he's he's like stalling. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to look at it. So she she asks him too, and they they look at it, and he's like, I've seen I've seen these gold gold flecks before. And then she's like, it's from War Woman's costume. And then there's like sodium crystals from Aquarius. And then there's scorch burns from friction burns. Um, so then she, Debbie's like, well, couldn't it be just like they were they fighting all like him. all together? They all attacked him. And, he, and, and he's like, he, yes. He, he covered it up because um, he's just trying to protect their legacy. Yeah. And and Art then does something really cool, really cool science that they made up. But I fucking loved it where he was like this this spectrum shows blood and how old it is and the blood that is on his his knuckles on the the gloves is the oldest blood that's on his suit meaning that he started this fight he Omni-Man. says it definitively he said that yeah. he, art says it definitively nolan struck first right and um debbie's like you can't tell anybody that the, that this happened and art oh. is <laughs> art is saying this and it pans back <laughs> So he's saying, are you kidding me? I'm too scared. I wouldn't say this to anybody. And it pans back and Nolan is fucking flying right there watching. Nolan is well, the outside of the building. Too. Nolan is terrifying yeah. in this episode. He's he is so ominous because and, he's that like little demon in the background yeah. like watching everything. Yeah. And he knows exactly what you're doing, even though right. you're trying to hide. He sees all of it. No. Nolan does not have super hear- hearing. He's not Superman. He doesn't have X-ray no, vision. No, but he knows she's her the car is there. Yeah, he, he, she's he there. knows why she she has knows the she's, she's got the costume. Oh. Yes. And she, he knows that Art can figure it out. Yep. Yeah. 
He knows. That's, I mean, that's the look on his face is like he's like, this is what's going on. Yeah. They're, they're there. They're looking at the suit. Um, all that crazy stuff. So Amber, it, it shows back in college. Amber is fighting with Mark Moore. She's like, I'm going to go take a shower. I feel dirty. Um, <laughs> I do love that. That that like I feel I feel gross. I'm going to take a shower. Yeah. It's just the yeah. way she did it was funny. Um, so the the next scene, this is this is where Eve is or Eve is saving people and stuff. Um, so the scene after that is Robot and the Maulers. So you go to it's a scene with the Maulers and the and the little tube um, growing part of mm-hmm. a human, or or we don't know. Um, and they're talking about payment. They're they're like, you know, how do we know we, we're going to get our payment now? And then Robot says, you will get. Um, your schematics. What does he say? Your schematics. You'll get the schematics when the job is done. I did not catch that like the first couple times I watched this. And then I was like, wait, schematic. What does he say? Wait, he's paid. The, yeah. the payment is schematics for what? Yeah. Really cool. Yep. Very interesting. So then the Maulers are like, well, do you do you trust him? And it's cool that like they have their doubts in mm-hmm. robot too. Like yeah. they're like, what the fuck is this guy about? Like, who, what are they cloning? They don't, they don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know who it is or why they're doing it. When he said, grab a shovel. Oh my God. That was exciting. Yeah. yeah. Cause you know where that's going. That was cool. Yeah. We know where it's going. We yeah. know where it's going, but you the, keep going the casual ahead. watcher doesn't. Yeah. Keep going. Um, I'll be right back. You can keep going though. All right. So, <laughs> so the next scene is Mark. I'm surprised he wanted to go off off camera with this. He so probably Mark doesn't and, know where it's leading to, but or what Mark nice, and William but. are in the dorm, and uh, William is like freaking out that he's invincible, and um, he's like, "Please take me flying, take me flying right now." So Mark, grabs no, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Something before that that I thought was really funny of uh, of William. He's like take me flying. And he's like, no, like I, I like stop. Like he's like, I honestly, I don't even know if I want to be a super, be a superhero anymore. And he goes, William goes, shut your mouth. <laughs> like being a, you yeah. being a superhero is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And then go ahead. So he's like, so take me flying. So then Mark grabs him and flies out the window really quick. And the, and the camera stays panned on the couch, but you hear William being like, yeah, woohoo like flying around, <laughs> flying around and then they zip back really quick he's like there are you happy i um, like that he was satisfied with it too even though it was like a yeah. few seconds like he was like i love that he was satisfied with yeah. it yeah it awesome. and the the the, the clincher the end of the scene is william being like can i try your suit on like <laughs> let me try your suit on he's like, like no yeah i love that how fast and you just hear him in the background yelling dude oh. yeah like 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 in, like gleefully yelling it's so funny um so Amber's walking out of the shower and she runs into Kyle, um, another college student that invites her to go out to a party. Well, he hands her a flyer and she's yeah. like, oh, maybe I should go. Um, was it, did she what? turn into Kermit the Frog? <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she it's funny because I thought Raymond. So, yeah, oh, yes, it, Raymond. it sounds the same. They Your boy, something. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Your boy shows up. Kermit the Frog here. Uh, William and Rick are, are my, FaceTiming. Uh, and this was so funny. Oh, guys, the, it's so funny. It's not your normal animated show. Like, William and Rick are on the phone FaceTiming, and Rick is like, well, how are the lovebirds doing? And then William flips the camera around and just shows Mark, like, head down. <laughs> Again, the directing, though, because he doesn't just turn the phone around. The hand just it comes shows, out. You just see the hand through the doorway. You don't see William at all. You just see the phone. Yeah, and he's just like, the phone, oh. just the hand come out of the door. It's so fucking funny. And he's like, Oh man, well maybe when I get back we'll we'll make things better. I'll stop and get some drinks and some pizza. 
And then the phone just kind of goes and disappears. And, and now, I mean, you know what happened. Like, it you caught, obviously know that. And, and, like, went snowy for a second. Yep. Um, so William comes in is like, oh, my God, something happened to Rick. Um, and then Mark's like, Amber went to this party. Should I have gone, a- gone after her? So then William is trying to convince Mark to go and find Rick because he knows that something's up. And Mark says, you don't want my help. Anytime that I that I try to help somebody, someone ends up getting hurt. Um, so Mark, William goes to find Rick and Mark goes to the party. And that's where we we leave off. Mm-hmm. Um, another scene in the hospital, you get Black Samson looking very like civilian, like he's got like a yeah. sweater on, like he looks it's like. A, well, it's the first time we've seen him in, in, in his like street clothes. Street clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's talking to Robot about how he's feeling much better, like almost better than before he lost his powers. Um, and then Monster Girl, he's he's in there with Monster Girl and he fixed her headband and she jerks awake. And uh, she's like, oh, did we win? And, and he has a funny moment. He's like, everybody keeps asking that. And um, yes, we did. And Monster Girl feels bad that like she got her ass handed to her and she almost died. Um so it was, a, it was a nice so little. She was surprised too. She was like, "You stayed with me this whole time." Yeah, he's like, I, yep. "I never left your side." And again, I'm sure it was a close up of his face, looking yeah. all freaking weird and and robot-y. Oh god! Oh god! The scene. <laughs> Which one is this? So we get Art closing up oh, shop. Oh god! <laughs> and he's leaving, and he and he locks the door, and you see fucking Nolan standing behind him. With like a scary face on, and I was like, "Oh fuck! Well, what's going to happen here?" And then Nolan holds up a six pack of beer, and he's just like, "Stop being so evil! Like, what? What? What are you doing here?" It's so uncomfortable. Um, it's so uncomfortable. They, they did such a good job, man. So they're yeah. sitting. So like, it cuts between this and the party, but we could just go through this scene in its entirety, right? They're sitting up on top of uh of the yeah. bridge or something, uh, having having a beer and they're just they're like reminiscing talking about some you know some funny stories and it's like oh you yeah. know that's why you that's why you never piss off your tailor and um and Nolan has this line where he's like <clears throat> it's just amazing how how fast things can change suddenly you know everything's great and then all of a sudden it's gone and it, it cuts, falls apart or it, it falls apart and it's gone and then it go, it, but he says something like it's gone or whatever and then it it, it shows art and he, in that moment, he realizes there's nothing left in his beer. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's gone. And, um, and no one's looking at him dude, again. And he goes yeah. to hand him one. And there's that moment where they, yeah. And then like slowly release, like it's all so tense. What are the chances that he would just randomly show up with a pack of beers? But, well, I mean, but that's, so, so it, no one, no one says, hold on, hold on. This was in my opinion, very clearly a message to art like hey we're yeah. still friends but if you know something yeah, yeah. don't fucking say anything or i'll fucking I mean, murder you yeah <laughs> no one straight up says like you know art's like so what what's the occasion and then nolan says um he was just, he just wanted to pass by and make sure that their partnership was still good yeah mm-hmm. so uh, but again very very like you good tj you just punched yourself in the face with your mug <laughs> no i almost i almost dropped it it, um, really uncomfortable scene and you just feel so bad for art and Nolan is just really manipulative in this moment and it's it's great <laughs> it's just yeah he's he's very like oh my gosh in terms of 
the the comic book difference to like the show. Nolan is very very Ryan. You nailed that the you know you you nailed it on the head with he's manipulative. Like he's very so. I want to talk later comic spoilers and and looking back, I I want to talk about what these scenes are gonna feel like. You know, several years down the road when we look back at them, but we're not going to talk about him here. But I do find myself thinking about that, too, like what's going on in his mind on a on another level. And um, we'll talk more about that. Maybe yeah, like if he's if he's if he's fighting with himself, you mean? Yeah, kind of I mean, that's kind of clearly like what's happening yeah. in this. And, and we're going to see that more this episode. Like I and, we, and we've talked about it this season already. He and, and what he's saying to Art, like things are changing faster than he expected. And he's mm-hmm. not ready He's not ready for this. And so part of me feels like, yes, he is being manipulative to art and he is saying like, you know, we're, we're good. Right. But also like he's trying to maybe hold on mm-hmm. to those moments a little bit longer before yeah. what has to happen. And um, he unfortunately does not yeah. get that anymore, which is, TJ, you were which is what I faces. love. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just I'm, I want to be careful because. Some of the things that you guys are alluding to are past what we said. Know, spoilers are, and mm-hmm. we're 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 basically. But like I said, I'm just basing it off of things, things like, we've already said. I'm just saying, like, just be mm-hmm. careful. Mm-hmm. So we're at the party. Um, oh, by the way, so William sees like in that scene, it goes back and forth. Um, William sees his phone. He sees the sewer. He goes down, and it's um, you see a reanimate like the light of their head coming and sneaking up behind William. So then you get Mark at the party and he sees Amber with Kyle on the balcony. Yes, right. There's been a couple moments throughout this entire episode where they walk past a billboard and you see missing posters, missing people. And they they it grows like they add another as the as it goes on. And those are all the people missing. Yeah, Doug was was the first one. And then there was I think there. Yeah, there there were like two two or three other. Yep. Um, so Kyle sees or sorry, Mark sees Kyle there and he gets a FaceTime message from William and he's obviously in distress. So he could not go and like go up to Amber and confront her and stop this Kyle guy from hitting on her um, because they kind of had a moment. Like, yeah, so Amber, what do you think about this? So Kyle was like, uh, oh, you know, th- this this college is much more than just a party scene. Like there's really good curriculum and stuff like that. And then Amber's looking at him in a very flirtatious way, which made me really fucking mad. Um, <laughs> but I can't really blame her. But he said um, she was like, you're kind of nerdy for a what do you say? What did she say? Or, a frat guy. Yeah. And it was like very flirty and kind of like like she was coming on to him. And Kyle had mentioned something about how his girlfriend says the same thing and how he misses her. She's coming up. And then he's like, do you have anybody? And she's like, I, I, I did. And in, in, inferring yeah. that she doesn't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like really, I said, I, I feel like that fight of Mark running away when the reanimate attack was strike three for her. And in her mind, she's done. That was the last shot yeah. he had. 100%. So, and she's not wrong. Like, I know. She's not fucking wrong. I, I would have done the same thing or felt the same way, but I feel like accidents were made. And I'll tell you why in a little bit. So Mark flies down. He sees the hole. He goes down. He's in the sewer. He's flying around and three enemy attack him. 
Um, they pull them in. They pull them into the water. This was a great, and, uh, you know, yeah. uh, layout or whatever you want to call it, where he sees one running at him, and then us as the viewer sees the one coming on behind him. But before either of them get to him, there's Another a third one, one underneath yep. that pulls him in, and you just see that the invincible awesome. drop. Yeah, that yeah. was that was drop really into cool. the water, and all three intimate. And also a so callback to the comic where the three of them are fighting him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they. Uh, Okay, so they 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 end up in the room where William is with D.A. Sinclair, and they're fighting. And um, Mark William is, pulls, is strapped to a yeah he's strapped to a, a gurney, and um, Mark pulls off the faceplate, and you see that it's that it's Rick, and uh, William's like, oh my god, Rick, and he and he tries like talking to him and and saying, stop this, you gotta stop doing this. Remember the moment we had last summer. Well, we had sex. It, well, D.A. Sin, Sinclair says it's not going to happen. You're wasting your time. I already took out his all of his emotions and it shows half of his brain Chunk sitting brain. on the table. Yeah. yeah. Which is the part that I'm like, can you replace that? Like, can you put that back in someone's head? I don't know. Seemed hmm. a little weird. Anyways, um, really cool insight to William and Rick's past. So they're like, um, we had sex under the stars by the lake. It changed my life. I know it and changed your life. it was the best life. day of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I feel like that's probably where William like discovered his sexuality and, and like, and, I, and Rick as well. That's I really kind of like, like how I took it. I really like that. They just made it that they, they already knew each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just that saves so much time. Like, and it, and it's, and it makes more sense for the way this all plays out. Like, yeah. So smart. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, the pacing and the way the stories kind of like interlock um, worked really, really well. So, uh, this, so Da Da Sinclair starts to cut into of all Williams' arm of all the, with like a bone saw. Of all the disturbing blood and gore, this entire show, this one hit me the hardest for some reason. I mean, yeah, yeah action scenes and you just see like a fist go through someone's stomach or like their head chopped off or whatever. But when it's just a normal guy and a normal guy and a power tool that's put up against someone who doesn't have superpowers and there's blood yeah. splattering, that was way worse to me. And I feel like the show is going to do certain things as it's already done and surprise us. And I, I, I fully believe, I was like, they're going to fucking take William's arm off or something crazy like that. Like they're going to do something nuts. So I was actually scared. And yeah. to your point, Ryan, the, the, it's like what I was saying earlier, how animated gore doesn't really hit as hard, but this did yeah. like it really fucking did. William's strapped to a chair, no powers. It definitely scared me. I like was like, Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was really good. Um, so, but that's the moment that Rick like kind of came to is, is cognizant and he, and he, and he starts to cry. Mm-hmm. And D.A. Sinclair is like, are you fucking crying? He's like, this is impossible. So then D.A. or um, Rick reaches behind his head and pulls out this. D.A. is like, don't do that. It'll ruin you. Yeah, it'll it'll ruin you. And, and he pulls out this thing, whatever is controlling him. <clears throat> um, so then Mark and Rick end up defeating the other two reanimen by pulling out those things from the back of her head. It was really gross when Mark oh, grabbed yeah. onto the helmet from the one and was sliding it off, and there was like blood going like. Uh-huh. It, it like seemed very. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. It was like it was. It it felt real, like if you were sliding off a bloody helmet, and it just yeah. I don't know, man. It just it seemed yeah. really gross. Um, 
So William gets unstrapped and DA is running. And then William's like, oh, no, you don't, you piece of shit. And he <laughs> gets him to the ground and is like wailing on his fucking face. Um, Dude, William got in there. That was yeah. awesome. I, which I is, love it. Which is cool because you can't really have, you know, Rick or Invincible take him down because he's still human. Have a human take him down. Well, I mean, I mean he, he took him down. I, I mean, it gave William more of a heroic presence as it did when he was trying to save Rick with the pop cans yep. and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so DA Sinclair is like, you know, he gets up and he's like, you don't understand, like trying to make humanity better and blah, 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 blah. And he turns around and, and Mark is standing right there and Mark backhands him and busts his fucking jaw mm-hmm. up. Something fierce. Like we see in the comic. Yeah. Yep. Like you see in the comic. So the next scene is, um, Cecil there with like the global defense agencies, you know, patching um, Mark up. They're taking the reanimate away. And Cecil is talking to Mark and Mark's like, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't realize like how hard I hit him. And and he's like, it's OK. What Cecil's like, it's OK. I would have done the same thing. So then Mark says, what are you going to do with him? And Cecil responds by saying probably that, you know, the same old lock him up and throw away the key kind of thing. He's like. It's a shame, too, because this tech is really impressive, even the fact that it's just being built in a sewer, you know? Mark's like, you mean sick. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, once again, you know, you get a you little know, he says, inside to... Uh, he asks how um, if they're going to be able to help Rick, and he says they'll do what they can. Yeah, so then William... Which, that's is, what I was going to allude to, what, like you said, like, could they put his brain back in? I think Cecil's team can do it. I think Cecil... I mean, they're going to do what they can. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. That's it, it's like you can't the the piece, the chunk of brain is just sitting there in the open air, like <laughs> on a fucking table. You know what I mean? It's not. Oh, like I think he's got. I, I think. I mean, obviously, he's never going to look the same, but I think he gets back to normal. Yeah. Just my opinion, my prediction. We'll see. Um, so the next scene is back at the room. Um, Amber or, or Mark and William have a they hog and because so obviously William that like over. actually meant something to me though yeah. like that mm-hmm. like when he started crying in, in his arms like they weren't just like hugging like he had his, his it like broke down. William had his his face buried in uh, Mark's chest like it was like a very meaningful moment I really liked that so we've talked before on this podcast I I definitely have brought up how much. Like, and I know, TJ, you definitely agree how much we really love when music is used in shows like this or, you know, this scene with this song, it's Mark and William, then Eve, then Nolan. It is my favorite moment of this entire episode and might be one of my favorite moments of the entire series. I got goosebumps. The music is handled so well from you get William crying on on. Mark's shoulder and like seeing it from outside the window, Eve flying and then like landing you on her bed, Mark. like smiling, like because she mm-hmm. feels fulfilled. Oh my, you know, Mark, Mark opening up uh, Amber's bedroom door yep. and seeing that she's yes. sleeping, but then the camera pans back and she's actually has her eyes open. And, she's and just, the song. Dude, okay. Can I, can I, read, can I read some of the lyrics? It's well, the, the one part yeah. is I, I, I fucked up. Dude, it's Jax Anderson and it's called chapter six, many mistakes. So, Here's some of the lyrics. Late night thinking about many mistakes. I never meant to hurt you. Late night problems come and I can't escape. I never meant to change you. I wish I could fix this. I wish it was easy. I wish you could love me. I wish I could heal you. 
Uh, I wish that all the hard times would disappear. I wish I took the time to see how you'd feel. I wish I could find a way out of this mess that I've made. And then, yeah, it says that chorus part again. And then it says, it's my fault. I was wrong. You believed in the good, but I fucked up. And then it's Nolan standing there. And I thought the episode could have just been just gone to black right there. But then he opens the door and dude, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about this scene. Yeah. Holy shit. So wait, 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 wait. I want to go back. I want to go back. So it, it, the lyrics say I fucked up a couple times and it says specifically, I think it says I fucked up when it's on Amber's yes. face. No, it's on I, Nolan. Are you sure? No, it, doesn't it, only, it only says, says I fucked up one, one time. time. Yeah, it only says it one time. It says, it says I, I, I never meant to hurt you. OK, it keeps saying I got, late night thinking I about many the, mistakes. I never meant to hurt you. Late night problems come. Was, yeah. When I was watching it, I got the vibe that Amber cheated on Mark. Regretted it? She, oh, that oh, she did no. something. No, and I'll, with tell that you Kyle why, guy. I'll tell you why I don't think that is because I was expecting this Kyle guy, this frat guy that invited her to a party to be that typical guy to hit on her at the party. But then when they were talking at the party, she's like, wow, you're really kind of a uh, nerdy. And he's like, yeah, that's what my girlfriend always says. I'm so in love with her. I miss her so much. She's she's joining uh, the college next year. Yeah, I don't I think, think that's that misdirection. I think that's misdirection. I think it's supposed to. No, I think it's just showing that their relationship is has ended like it's, it's a it's a sad moment of mark looking in on her she's she knows like she's awake like it's, over. it's just right. a yeah yeah so guys we go to the grayson home and debbie is there sitting and drinking wine and she doesn't even give nolan again the shot second. of the the glass going wine. up going down filling up yeah. and then going up and him being just being and there just being there yeah. yeah so debbie confronts nolan right away She's like, why did you do it? And she she lists uh, their names and she's like, you killed them. And he's like, you're, you're drunk. drunk. We'll talk, we'll about, talk tomorrow. about this tomorrow. She chucks the bottle at him Dude. and he catches it and she just walks up to him and says, fuck you, Nolan. Oh, my fucking God. And, and so, goes up. Go ahead. Ryan. No, no. Yeah. She goes, out. She, she goes up the stairs. He hit without showing it. He punches the wall. And then it shows the the wall, the, the hole in the wall, and then him sitting down with the, putting his head in his lap. Until this scene, uh, who, I'm sorry, someone wrote in, was it, um, was it Luke? I don't remember, sorry, one of, one of the emails that I had read said that they weren't sure how they felt about the Nolan Debbie thing and Debbie being onto yeah, it yeah. because yep. how is it going to feel with the end? Done. I don't care anymore. This episode, this ending made it all worth it for me. This was so good. This made it. I, I prefer this now. I would rather this because this is. Oh, I don't know, man. I, I, it's just it's 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 more depth. It's more like it, she no one lied to her. She was able to the fact that it took so much time and he's still like and he even accused her of being. Oh, my God. How low are you, dude? Like. You're she fucking caught you when you're like, you're drunk. We'll and this talk is about this and this is fuck you. And no this one. is devastating right. her just like it will in the comics. But she is angry. She's mad at him. Like, why would you do this? And it's more of that. Not it's going to be less shocking. Oh, my God. I could have I never it's, imagined. It's just more. I guess it's nice that we do get both. But I do prefer the comic. And and I agree with the who whoever wrote in um, whoever it was that that said it too. like I I I, I still kind of miss seeing that like holy shit i had no fucking idea i was so in love with him and she's just like we like mad 
So when it happens, she's like, she's going to be like, it's still, like you said, Ryan, like it's still going to hurt, but it's like, I she's think it's going to be, it's still going to happen. It's, ha- it's still going to happen. Like not only do, do no, I think that Bill, they're going it has to happened. She's already drinking, no. Bill, just like the comic. Yes, I know. I'm, I understand that. But she she's mad because he did what he did and he lied to her about it. But when but imagine the next what? Thing, yeah. But when the next thing happens, it's going to be another fucking layer. That's even if more. If if yeah. he says verbatim what he says in the comic book, but not even that. But the things she, he and does, she hears it and no. she and she says, "Dude, but not even that." Gonna fucking hit. It's our, Ryan, Ryan, it's happened. And Bill, it's happened. What what gets worse for her? She I, already I'll tell knows. You, I I know what will. It's it's the destruction and what happens to her son, and like that is a whole nother level. She doesn't of know why. Of knowing yes. yes. And her relationship with him. Yes. TJ. Oh, my God. I, you know, I think the hit has already happened. And I feel like you guys are like expecting like, ooh, there's still like the hit hasn't happened yet. No, it fucking happened. No, it it hit. no, no. She knows. This she isn't knows. about but this isn't about this isn't about a one punch yeah. kind of thing. This is like a growing dread. This is exactly this, Bill. You, lot, you just said it. You just said it. It was, you said it perfectly. But it hasn't it's happened. Not about it's still, it's still happening, comic, TJ. It's still happening. Bill, the comic is a one punch. It's a gut punch right to the – and it's it hits hard and it hits once. This is kind of more of a slow burn. Like it keeps coming up and she's like, I suspect it. Oh, shit, you really did do it. And then everything that's going to happen and what we expect to be the finale. It's mm-hmm. more of a slow burn. So it's like – you know what I mean? But I – me, in my opinion, I prefer the one gut punch where it's like, fuck, I had no idea and now I'm distraught. Yeah. But Debbie wasn't even able to have this kind of <clears> – <throat> reaction and conversation with nolan like it was all well and in the comic book i'm saying it was all well and good like better that and then so and then she never got in the comic i never got an opportunity but this is that opportunity and i think that it i think that it plays really well like do you so do you not like it dj did you not like no like i said i'm glad that we got both sides of it but i prefer the comic do you hate the comic No, no not at all of course not it doesn't mean you have to like one and hate the other. I, I, I like don't them hate, both. Yeah, but I, I but I like I prefer the comic. Yeah, I think that that I understand the one punch hit and the surprise and like the the it's like it's like watching somebody die in a car accident and watching and and experiencing someone die from cancer. Like it's those two things. Like that I, person died instantly, and the shock of it. You don't have. You don't have like the the sadness and the dread and stuff like that, and and, and experiencing someone with cancer, it's like it's drawn out. There's a lot more and sadness. The thing to we got to remember is Mark is going to be the one punch for us. You know, what I mean, we're going to get that reaction from him. Um, I I agree with you, TJ. I like that we can get both because I do like both mm-hmm. for their for their own mm-hmm. you know reasons. Uh, what I was saying though was that I wasn't sold on this version until now. That's me all. neither. Again, that, and that's, both versions. And it's that, okay, and I'm not comparing without comparing them. As far as yeah. this version uh, and her finding out, I still wasn't quite sure. Like the email that we had gotten, I still wasn't quite sure or how that was going to be a better or an alternative, I should say, to what we got in the comic. And I, I'm, I'm really happy with this version. And I think this is really, really cool. I, not yeah, not even comparing it to the comic, just comparing it to itself, like. I, w- I always said, like, I was worried about the pacing. Like, how long can a character really be, sus- like, suspicious without confronting? And Debbie just, like, she took it. Like, there wasn't even, like, a, hey, so I found your costume. Like, 
And I went to art. She was just like, you fucking did it. Like, and that oh. was it. Oh, yeah. And that was it. And then she didn't even give him the time of day. She he called her a drunk and she was like, fuck you. And left like, like just went what? upstairs. And now didn't he's give, now he's sitting down there. Give, didn't even give him the ability to explain himself. Because so, she, she she was disrespected so so badly. One that thing she just about said, this Fuck too is like, away. okay, so a couple things here, a couple things. Next episode is the penultimate. Mm-hmm. Next episode is episode seven, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think it's going to start with. So are we? Why, uh, are, are, we why get, are mom and hold on? Why are mom and dad fighting? I just wanted to give another spoiler warning. So we haven't. We don't know how the show is going to do this. All we're going to be doing is talking about how it happens in the comics and making comparisons. Mm-hmm. So again, if you want absolutely nothing, tune out now. We're going to be comparing, you know, what happened in the comics to what might happen next in the show. One more. Yeah. One more thing in the recap of the episode. So we get Matt. Oh, geez. And right. a friend um, <laughs> digging up a grave. And Matt's like, yo, my, my father-in-law or my stepdad is, is Justin Royland. Could lose his job at, at Washington. Um, and he's like, he's like, oh, shut up. He's like, you got the the what liquor the it was. But yeah, schnapps. And, and he's like, he's like, all we got to do is drink from Immortal Skull and we'll get his powers. And he's like, are you here? He's like, yeah, I read it on Reddit. Um, and then the Maulers are there as well. And they're like, don't believe everything that you read. Right. Is that what online, kids. The, yeah, don't oh, read yeah. anything that you read on the Internet. And the Maulers are there. And I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen. We awesome. know. But that's how it ends. Cool. Cool callback to, to Matt. Yep. Yeah. That was cool. Um, so, yeah. So yeah uh, episode uh, seven is coming. Predictions or I, favorite, I, favorite, epi- or I mean, favorite scene for me was that, that ending. I mean, that Debbie saying fuck you to Nolan was the greatest moment that I've seen. Probably in the show so far, Jesus. like it, it, like from an emotional, from like an emotional hit, like mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, fuck you, Nolan. Best scene. Best moment. Love Debbie. TJ, favorite scene? I agree. That scene was the best in the episode. Um, Like I said, Bill, like I I prefer the the comic, but I still like I do like that. Like that scene was fucking nuts. And I love Debbie in the animated series. Like like we talk all the time about how like in my in my opinion, other than obviously Rexplode, because I think that they have done him perfectly. Uh, from what I want as a Rexplode fan. Other than him, who would have fucking guessed that Amber would be my favorite character <laughs> of the animated series? She's fucking amazing. And I didn't even like her in the comic. Yeah, She's we awesome talked about that a lot. Series. Like yep. how they change people. And they did that with Debbie, too. Like yep. Debbie is is so much. I love Debbie in the comics and they just improved on her. Like, yeah, I did. I do love that scene. I'm just saying I just prefer the comics. But, yeah, that that scene was the best of this episode for yeah. sure. For that's me. the thing that's great is that they're not changing these characters for the sake of changing them into completely different people. They're, they're fleshing them out more in a better way. Like the things that you liked about Debbie, you, you're going to love yeah. animated Debbie because it's more of that in a way that makes more sense. And same thing with Amber. Like I didn't really like Amber. I didn't not like Amber in the comic, but I just thought she was a throwaway character. And I think yes. that she's fucking Plus. vital in the show, yeah. which is great. Which is absolutely great. And the same thing goes for Battle Beast. Like, they they're, they just made him, you know, yeah. a better so, version of... So we're going to wrap up pretty soon, but some quick predictions for Episode 7. Like you guys are I saying, episode penultimate seven episode. Is, I think Episode 7 is going to start, like I said, with 
Mark not understanding why his mom and dad are fighting. Uh, and he's going to be like, this is weird. Like, you, Do you think you Nolan's need to work like missing out. or like, something? No, I, I, I think that I think they're going to be I think she's going to come downstairs and she's just not going to talk to him. And Mark's going to see her like storm out of the house without saying anything to Nolan. And he's going to be like, what was that about? And not really. They're not going to dig into that, though. They're not going to like, you know, dig, like he's not going to pry or anything like that. And then that's going to become even more of a shock to him. Like when when everything hits, she, he's going to be like, so mom fucking knew. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? I think it's going to come to that. I will also say that the that episode seven is going to end with uh, Nolan clenching his fist. Yeah. They won't fight in episode seven. Um, they'll fight in episode eight. I think that a lot Agreed. of it will be I think a lot of it will be Mahler stuff, robot story, um, immortal story. A, a lot of immortal. I think you're going to get way more immortal. Than really? That'd be cool. You got in the comic. Yeah. Yeah, and TJ, to your point, I don't think that Debbie would do that. That is uncharacteristic of this Debbie. Debbie, who has been very boisterous, um, in a good way. I think that she is going to, if she if she talks to Mark before any kind of confrontation, she is going to come downstairs or whatever it is, and she's going to be like, Nolan, you need to fucking tell Mark what you did. Like, tell him. I'm not going to tell him. You have to like. That's the kind of Debbie that we have in the show. She's not going to just leave her son in a fucking house with Nolan when she thinks he's a fucking monster. I Go agree. Ahead, I agree with what you're saying, Bill, about the whole you need to tell Mark. But I think that Mark is there's still going to be something while Mark is around where he's going to be able to pick up on like something's off with mom mm-hmm. and dad. I think we're going to get that confrontation and then it's going to be interrupted by immortal. Um and they're not going to really get a chance, and then it's going to be Nolan telling them, and then it's going to be the fight in eight. Ryan, what do you think? You had your hand up. I think it's crazy to think that Nolan and Debbie are going to talk more, especially in the house. Like, I don't think they're that he's going to be there in the morning. I think that it's going to be a looming dread of shit. Where is he? He's out there somewhere. What's going to happen next? Debbie might try and get in touch with Mark, except... Mark's phone just got smashed and fell into the sewer in this episode. Oh, fuck. Loaded gun. So Mark is not going to be able to find out. Uh, Something's going to happen. Mark is away for the weekend. Debbie's sleeping in the house with Nolan. I think that, no, Debbie is going to wake up. Nolan is going to be gone. Debbie's going to call and try and get in touch with Mark. Mark is not going but to be why able- would why would she wait till the morning to be like, oh, shit, he's not here. I got to get a hold of Mark now rather than like last night. I don't know. Maybe that happened at like 2 a.m. Mark was she wasn't going to call him at 2 a.m. and tell him that. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Father was a murderer? I don't know. Why would he? Why would <laughs> no. Nolan just sleep in the same bed as Debbie? And they wake up and make coffee. Why? No, why do you guys think they're going to be there in the morning talking? They're no, no, no. Have your parents I, ever fought before? I mean, like, I, do, I, I, I think this over, is a fight? murder. Is this, a, this is not a normal <laughs> fight. So I don't. So what I'm saying is I don't think Debbie and Nolan are going to really talk again. I, well, again, these are all theories. I, no, I agree with that. But I, I think that Debbie is going to like come downstairs and like storm out of the house or something like that. It's going to be. You don't think that Debbie and Nolan see each other at all this next episode? I wouldn't be surprised, no, because I, I, I like I, the idea of Nolan missing we think that well we know he's going to get his costume back on somehow somewhere um and then something's going to happen with i think the i I agree with you bill i think the robot stuff is going to move a lot of next episode i think there's going to be a moment where um you know immortal 
happens and then Mm -hmm. mark gets sent over there and mark's like what is going on he hasn't heard from mom where is mom what did you do why are you why is this happening right now and 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 that's going to be i just think there's going to be something where he he knows that something's up i don't think so and i don't want that but you just said that where's mom what's going on in that moment I want yeah. him to be. Yeah, um, it's going to it's going to be it's going to be quick. Like, yeah, all that's going to happen in like yes. one scene. Yeah, I'm home. Mom, why are you mad? Oh, I won't. Uh, I don't no think one Mark's says, going home. No one's like, oh, I have to tell you something. And then attack by a mortal. And then wow. what the fuck happened? Yeah. It could happen that quick. All that stuff could happen really quick because yeah. that would really disorientate. Yeah. Um, And then we know Mark and then we know what episode eight's going to be. So crazy, man. We're already here. I, I am yep. excited that we don't know anything about next episode. I mean, we're assuming we know how it ends, but we don't know, like, what's the main, like, thing that happens right. in that. What's the meat of that I episode? Think we know what the last uh, 10 minutes are or whatever. I have an idea. They have to dig into Damien. They have to go back to Damien Darkblood this episode. And this That'd would be, be the perfect episode to do it. That'd be interesting. Do they, though? Because we just kind of gave an outline and it didn't have Damien in there at but, all. But what we say, we don't know what's in the middle. Like... Maybe yeah. we say we said that maybe Cecil does, we laid out an outline of like the first five minutes and the last like two minutes. We have to have more of Cecil figuring I, out what to do about this. I thought I mean, Cecil did the dragon that he captured. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. The blood. Yeah. We don't know anything about the blood because that wasn't yeah. in the comment. The comic. Yeah. There is a part in the in one of the trailers, too, that shows a monster with all the tentacles like opening its yeah, mouth. Yeah, that's stuff the that only thing see. I know that I wish I didn't know. Yeah. That's going to be next episode. So. Yeah, it's definitely not the last one. Well, yeah, but yeah, that that, but pair, who knows? that pairs nicely with how it happens in the comic too. All right, yeah. so let us know what you think. Uh, the sixth episode is live right now. Uh, watch it. Let us know. Send in your emails to the invincible podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. We're at uh, theinvinciblepodcast.com if you want to check out the website. Uh, thank you all for watching or listening or both. Uh, our music is done by Wyatt Lane. Um, check his music out over on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. And Twitter, at Wyatt Lane. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, we have to talk about a couple theories that I have that I don't want to spoil on here right now. So bye everybody. Bye. Plug your ears. (laughs) Bye.
I don't know why I did that. I just I, I we said bye and I just hit hang up. Like why? <laughs>